Hello, I'm Thomas, and this is the KAANP, the Knoxville Area Artists Networking Platform. And here we talk to artists about themselves, the art they make, and where they make it, kind of. So yeah, stick around, give us a listen. Enjoy the show. So... If somebody calls me and says, where are you? It's like, well, we can't fucking be outside. So yeah, I can't be outside. Uh, so, we're, we're here with uh, Curtis this afternoon. How you doing, Curtis? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. So, uh, yeah, you can't rain. Or you can't work when it rains outside. No. Nah. Like a, it's like a free break. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what do you do outside? Do murals. Uh, Large-scale murals um, for all different types of businesses. Uh, Bars, restaurants, commercial buildings, uh, dealerships, hotels, uh, you name it. So um, I've been doing it the last uh, six years full time. And uh, yeah, it keeps me busy, man. Are uh, businesses your usual client? Yeah. Yeah, basically, uh, I'd say that uh, what I would be considered would be a commercial artist. So. Um, I mean, that's kind of how you can make a decent living doing your artwork and, um, you know, you put out a decent product and, you know, people see it and they want it in their own version for their own business. Right. And you just adapt that, you know, content to them and, uh, you know, make, make the customer happy. So, so smiles all around cause you get to work and they get some beautiful image on the side of their property. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, uh, I mean, the whole reason why this thing was you know i was i always had an art background and i didn't go to art school or anything but uh you know i always drew and i was always painting stuff and um you know i was working for other people kind of within the arts industry doing like faux finishing and flipping kitchen cabinets and uh, the last job i had was in a art gallery and i was you know doing framing so um, we did a lot of specialty type stuff too but like at the end of the day, I was being creative and working for someone else at a set wage. So, like, you know, in, in a way, you're controlled. And, um, you know, a lot of that stuff, there's a ceiling to, you know, how far out there you can get with your imagination and whatever your, you know, creative aspirations are. Right. You, you know, you got to you kind of get it boxed in when you're doing that for somebody else. And I just got to a point where I was just like, I got this ability. I got to put it to use in a better way. And I'm, I'm done taking orders from people. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I still do, obviously, with, you know, clients and going through the mock-up phase and getting them what they want. But uh, sometimes there's there's 100% creative freedom. Sometimes Yeah, it's a, it's a different set of constraints. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm making my own schedule. And I can pick and choose uh, a lot of uh, projects now with, what I've done in the past. So yeah. it's, it's very free. And instead of having to like, you know, wear a certain uniform and be at a building at a certain time, yeah. and, you know, take those orders and, you know, kind of just, it feels so robotic in a sense now <laughs> what I'm doing that I wish I would have started it sooner. And, uh, you know, I just try and push myself and, and, and get better. So, so in, in what ways are you pushing yourself right now? Uh, well, <laughs> time management's one of them <laughs> uh, 
being like yeah i know that i know that <laughs> yeah well i think that's everybody but everybody yeah, I, I since you know i'm working just for myself and nobody's else you know there i didn't go to like business school or anything just kind of winging it but like um in terms of working on stuff like i'll learn new techniques like i've only been using spray cans for a couple of years i mainly use acrylic paint as well but i'll do the mixed media thing and yeah. it. um but uh, working on, you know, certain types of realism or uh, composition, uh, I feel like I can get better with that. Uh, color theory, um, just all the art elements, basically. And then also the business side of it is dealing with clients and reading them and what they want and what they don't want. Um, and, you know, how much do you value your worth? Like, just all those questions that go into trying to start a business – um, and I then I learn something new every time. Uh, yeah. Depending on how the the deal goes down or or what the content is, I'll you know sometimes I'll mock something up and I'll be I'll you know I'll think of a better version later on, um, or I would have done this differently. And then also when it comes to dealing with people, it's like okay, did I negotiate that the best way possible? Um, you know, did I present it well enough? Um, did I give a good impression? All those right. things. So. It's just, it's basically trial by fire, <laughs> and I like that. I like I like that. There's not a way to go by the book uh, with the art world because it's so subjective. Right. The work itself is so subjective. We're not, you know, you know, if you're painting, you're not creating this one product over. And I mean, you can and and, and do you know like prints or whatever. But even then, like that's all custom made. Yeah. And that's a whole different process in itself. And so. It's basically being more consistent and, you know, just showing up when you have to, getting the job done, keeping your word. And, you know, sometimes I fail at that. And it's not that I, I, I'm, you know, not trying to do that. It's just sometimes, you know, whether it's scheduling conflicts or whether, you know, like earlier today working. Or, yeah. Uh, I mean, the rain, the rain impeded my process at work today, so yeah, I, I, it, it happens. You know, it's, it's, like I said, it becomes a nice little free day, but I, I'll go back in, like, my living room is my studio, and I'll go through all my contacts, and I just, I've been messing with an iPad and Procreate the last year, trying to figure all that out, so that's, you know, there's still stuff you can do. Right. Uh, especially in the initial mock-up processes if you've got some clients in waiting, so there's always something to be done, so the, the switch never really turns off, it just... Basically, instead of like a nine to five, it's basically it's not an on-off switch. It's more of like a volume. <laughs> that's so like that's the, a great explanation. It's like you, you you crank it up when you're busy and you're blasting it, and then when you're done with whatever you're doing, you know maybe you turn it down to like a two or three volume level. But it's still in your mind and you're still in that mode. Yeah, and it's always with you. Definitely. So I never really walk away from it in my mind, and you know sometimes I can stress you out, but. I like to always be thinking about what can be done. And I mean, shoot, driving over here to, to do this podcast, I was looking at going up Western and seeing all those walls. All, all those, those new walls. walls. Even the corrugated ones. I'm yep. like, Damn, mural, mural. mural. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. A portrait could go there, like a forest scene could go there. And, uh, you know, all the overpasses and all this stuff. I'm just like, man. There's, 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 so, there's so many square feet that are empty. Yeah. So many. Yeah, Knoxville's like scene is kind of there, and um, it's getting there. Um, but there needs to be more artists uh, getting after it. That uh, um, you know, I feel like 
some people are kind of timid or nervous at not like not sure how to get started. Yeah. I just jumped in it. You gotta, you gotta get after it aggressively. You gotta just market yourself any way you can. And, uh, and the fact that I've done a bunch of walls and there's some other people, uh, that have been doing some good work, um, that have gotten, you know, more, uh, acclaim and all that. And I want more people to see that it's possible and just, um, have this whole large army of muralists to pick from. Oh, it would be great. Yeah, that way, you know, because uh, the thing is... It's something for everybody at that point. Yeah, and everyone's style is different. Like, you know, I've, I've, I've gotten loaded up enough to where I, I've had to uh, give jobs to other people that, you know, maybe they're more into graphic design or maybe they're into signage or maybe they're into, you know something into realism or something more uh fantasy and like i try and i'll post that stuff on some of the like some of the networking groups online and yeah refer stuff to some of my buddies and stuff like that just to like you know maybe try and help them get their foot in the door because there's there's plenty of work to go around um and i feel like you know if you're just if you're just willing to work like anything else and i don't see why you wouldn't especially if you can do it for yourself and if you can get paid making yourself happy with your craft and making somebody else happy in the building front. Right. And then there you go. And you slap your name on it. And next thing you know, however many thousands of cars pass by that location a day, somebody's going to see that and appreciate it. Yeah. To a degree. And then you might get a phone call. Then you might get a phone call or an email or a DM or whatever. And that's, that's, that's how organic it is. As much as I hate social media, <laughs> I, I finally got an Instagram like a while ago. And that's, that's free marketing. Yeah. You know, and I keep a Facebook page and, you know, I don't even have a dedicated website yet if I need to get one. <laughs> my, my website is, is, uh, lukewarm. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. Lukewarm. <laughs> it's there. It exists. It's a yeah. thing. Yeah. I have a domain name, but other than that, there's, 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 it, it links to my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. I've got a huge, uh, scroll, like, uh, feed directly from my Instagram, like the top third of my webpage. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I need that just for like, cause, cause now like I've been uh, aggressively trying to get like bids for like uh, you know art foundations or public yeah. public art committees, and it's really good to uh, um, you know have that website because it makes you look more professional than just right. a guy that's like here's my Instagram account. Yeah, here's my, yeah. <laughs> that's There's, a double edged sword. Yeah, it, it kind of it's like well, okay, everyone has one of those, but like, do you have like an actual stylized, right. dedicated site with like a mission statement and all your exhibitions and all your works and all like it, it like, like do you have structure to your business? Basically, yeah. I think that is what that what that tells people instead of just you know uploading a bunch of images. So, um, but it works. So, yeah. Yeah, really, you got to really crank on that handle. <laughs> I, re I really wasn't getting dude. Yeah, crank it. Yeah, we're having technical difficulties. Yeah, the the this uh, saggy mic stand, the the bane of my existence on this day. Yeah, it's, it's, it should be okay. It's a saggy mic stand. It's okay. We could like prop it up with a piece of wood or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worried about it. It's good. But uh, you you kind of skirted around one of my questions there. So so what's it like being a, a creative person in Knoxville right now? Uh. Right now, specifically, more or less. Right now? Yeah. It's actually good. Um, now, I've been doing this for the last six years in Knoxville, so I get a lot more 
contacts and calls yeah. just my frequency might be higher than people starting out um so uh i still like i think it's good to me because and and i've i've i went to school in Asheville, and i love going to chattanooga i've been to nashville and atlanta like all the surrounding cities like their art scenes are way better <laughs> um i don't know why it's just it is what it is in Knoxville. I feel like Knoxville's always a little bit slower with development of things. Somehow, somehow. I don't know uh, powers that be, that be or the developmental style of this city. I don't know why, um, but uh, I kind of got it on the forefront from it. So I stay busy. Um, I enjoy it. it. There's a lot of work to be done here, um, and you can make a name for yourself since there's not a lot of people doing it. So right. I like it now. A lot of the projects can be, you know, pretty generic at times or not that creative. Or the one thing you do run into, uh, and not always, some people appreciate, you know, what we type of, type of stuff we do. But, um, uh, you know, you'll have people kind of haggle you, really lowball you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, which that's just how it is in the creative field. Yeah. Uh, whether it's somebody's, you know, wants a logo or a t shirt design or a website or, you know, a painting of whatever it is, whatever it is. (laughs) Like, it's funny to me. It's the, like people that are creative, people that write music, people that, that, you know, sing people that, you know, all this stuff, all this, you know, I never understand like the, the visual or the entertainment factor that humans provide to other humans in this world gets haggled constantly (laughs) when, when, you know, there's like a set price for, other material possessions or, yeah. or, or uh, you know, whether you're buying. Uh, I mean, nobody takes the toilet paper up to the, the cashier and is like, yeah. I'll give you $5 yeah, for this. Yeah, I'll get a broker <laughs> and be like, hey, man, all this for like 20 bucks. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, in the express line. In the, yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's, it, it, like that's just to me, and I've told, I've always told artists this, I tell anybody this, and I always tell them to stand your ground. And, if people feel like they're, uh, you know, some people take it personally. It can be like insulting where you want to charge something and they do like five times less. To yeah, yeah, oh yeah. What the hell, man? Like, well, okay. And they, they, they don't that. Well, here's what you also got to realize too: is art, art's a luxury. Yes, it is not very needed. much so. It's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, you know. Take it, it's not it's not giving you your flu shot or changing your tire or right. fixing your plumbing, you know, things that are necessary to function. It's something just nice to look at or hear or whatever. And so that's where, you know, I think the haggle. A, a lot of people will really haggle on it because yeah. it's not particularly necessary. That's the one thing I've learned is if you just keep doing you and you bust your ass and you start developing a better product, out, you know, output. Yeah. Maybe you can die. I don't have a style because I'm like, I just, like, you want that? Yeah, I could probably paint that. And then I do it. Um, I don't have a particular style. So, like, you know, I just, I'm adaptable, but I wish I kind of had like a trademark style because I feel like, you know, you can go around every spot and be like, oh, that's Curtis's work, you know. But you got your tag on there, so we definitely. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but like, like at a distance, like, right. maybe if I did like a certain character or drew a certain way, um, like, like some of the more famous kind of uh, street artists, but, um, I feel like if you just keep 
working hard, eventually your name gets enough credit or your work does to where you're not going to deal with those people. Right. They're going to bullshit you anymore. You're going to get the clientele that you're, want you're your work. You're going to get that, but they're going to be like, there's going to be a certain level of respect shown to where when it comes down to the content or pricing, they're going to be like, oh, well, he's done all these things. So, like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah. I would expect that type of quote. And, like, you know, I miss, I miss half my bids, man. Like, you know, because people have this good idea and they go, oh, I don't think it's going to cost that much. Yeah. And, like, I understand that. You're not hurting my feelings because, you know what? I got, like, five to ten other people wanting something yeah. that that our, our, uh, you know, our objectives and goals might align better. So... You can't you can't get uh, you can't get all you know mopey about it. Yeah, your client having proper expectations is really really convenient. Well, you just gotta, <laughs> you gotta keep you gotta keep creating, and then once you once you keep creating and you get on this roll, or I mean, everyone's at a different pace, then you can start and pick and choose, and it becomes you know it's 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 you kind of get the cream of the crap of what you want, and I mean it's you're still it's always a struggle if you're not struggling then you're not working hard enough in my mind. You know, if you're just trying to, you know, if, if you're in a, you're, you're not supposed to ever be comfortable. Yeah. Because you don't grow when you're comfortable. Yeah. You just <laughs> sit there and you, you rest on your laurels and you know, you do one, one or two piece. It's like, uh, it's like comedians when they, you know, they do a special and like now with like Netflix and all that other stuff, like they need to keep cranking stuff out. But like, I don't know if you remember like watching like comedy specials, but they would do their like thing on, on like HBO or whatever. Yeah. And their special would go out, and it'd be like five years until they did another special. Yeah. And now and now people do a special a year, sometimes two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, can you imagine? Like, I actually I went to go see uh, Tom Segura at Side Splitters. Please tell me uh, it was at Side Splitters. No, 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 no. That was a while ago. Um, <laughs> no, I went to go see him in Cincinnati, and I saw him here in Knoxville, and his special had come out. And it was like I saw the same act that I saw on the, like I saw him on tour first, and then yeah. I saw his Netflix his Netflix special come out, and it was like ninety percent similar. And I was like, ah, oh, damn, I've already seen this. So well, you got I, you might have got him working the material out for the special while he yeah, was on tour. Yeah, you can tell when they fine tune that stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big uh, I love Segura and Bill Burr's my favorite. I listen to that dude's podcast. Yeah, um, I, I like me some Bill Burr. He's he's awesome. Uh, Dan Cummins is a good one. Um, I listen to Ari Shafir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like him a lot. I listen to. Uh, I'll put on a, a. It's basically like a Louis C.K. podcast. Well, not a podcast. It's a Pandora thing. Yeah, it's a radio station, and it switches up to all these dudes, and I I love all that comedy. And Dave Chappelle's awesome too, obviously. But. Yeah, we 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 turn on the stand up station every now and again. It, it's a good time. I used to have it blasted in the art gallery when I was framing. And, like, <laughs> and it was like, I remember it was like, Carlin's like seven dirty words came on and my boss was like, Curtis, you need to. Yeah, no, uh-uh. You can't, you know, and there's like, it's like well-refined people like buying thousands of dollars oil paintings and it's like, you know, he's, Carlin's, <laughs> was it? Cock shit, motherfucker cock tits. Cock shit, so, I forget <laughs> yeah, what it is. Yeah, the, the dirty words they don't allow on TV. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I put it on all that stuff. And uh, <laughs> that stuff keeps me going, and I'll put that with my earbuds, and uh, that and a lot of ambient trance music. Trance music? 
Yeah, man. I'm a big uh, Anjuna Beats guy, above and beyond. Yeah. Uh, Marty, um, JTEC, uh, gosh, all that stuff, like all that, like upbeat, just synthesizer, whatever. Um, I love that stuff. Sunny Lax is another one. I listen to a lot of synthwave stuff. You really? Yeah. I even like that, like 80s style stuff. Yeah. Like that, like kind of dark noir stuff. Yes. It's um, great. There's uh, a uh, there's a really cool game that was like a retro game, and, and the soundtrack is actually pretty cool. It was a Hotline Miami. I don't know about this. Yeah, I'm going to have to check this out. There, it, was a, it was a retro game by these like independent developers. It's Hotline Miami 1 and 2, and it's an overhead view. Um, like a, like one of the I forget I'm trying to think of like an old vintage game that was like that almost like a Zelda but you're this dude and it's like you just slaughter everything and like a hack and slash yeah like a hack Ooh. and slash but you got these guns and it's like you know just all this gore but like <laughs> like Nintendo gore right <laughs> and uh, and you wear these different masks there's there's all this like retro eighties pop art and uh, they got these DJs to make some of these cool. They sound like 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 M I D I like midis, you yeah. know. Um, I love all that. Uh, I love all that type of stuff. Um, just because I was born in '83, so like you know, I grew up kind of in those times, and wasn't a Gen Xer, but uh, yeah, I, my older brother and sister exposed me to a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it I, had I, a certain, it, you know, it had a certain style. And I just, I just now came back around to it, like the last. I don't know, year and a half or so, I've been exploring a lot of that again. Well, that tells you, like, think about it this way. And I you, you, I knew everybody was feeling nostalgic. Like, why do you think Stranger Things was so big? Oh, dude. Because it hit so hard. The clothes, the, it, like, I don't know, they could have had trapper keepers on their bike, oh, you know, dude. like, whatever. Like, you go, oh, shit, I used to have one of those. Did well, you I see had, uh, all the, yeah. the World's Fair references in that? Shenanigan? I did. Yeah, that I made did. me feel really cool. I, I actually had a... a, a Someone who had who designed their own the rights to that logo, they were wanting their world's that's, fair. That's Sweet Peas right now. That's Sweet Peas, yeah. yeah. I forget who told me about that. It might have been Vincent Knoxville, but um, they were wanting to do the original flame somewhere or integrate it on a wall. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll paint that. Yeah, let's go <laughs> real yeah. quick. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think they bought the, I don't know if it's like the city that had that or the world's fair, I whatever just, event. Sanctioning yeah, body. I just know like people hang their hat on that. Oh and, man, that that logo and, you can see it in lots uh, of places. Like the whole fair thing, like there's like this whole like we had the world's fair, but I'm like, yeah, didn't those bankers like steal a shit ton of money? Oh boy, Butcher Brothers. Yeah, I was did. just reading about that the other day. I was like, good lord, like, like <laughs> they like got a, hundreds of millions yes, of dollars. Yes, they did not play. And I don't know, <laughs> did did that affect Knoxville in any way? I'm or, not sure. Yeah, because they were from here. And, uh, yeah, I read about it. I was like, oh, there's like a dark, there's a dark side of the fair there. And how, I mean, it can't be all cheery and, and optimistic. It never is, man. <laughs> it with, with, can't with, be all with, that with great. Some of the things I've seen and heard from working in Knoxville, there's always, there's always a, a, a twist to things. Yeah. Where, where's the, the thicken to the plot? Like there's, there's a turn here somewhere. Yeah. There's always, <laughs> there's always some other incentive or something like that. And, uh, I just, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I just want to pay for something cool, you know? So... Like, yep. I you know, I don't I don't really never really know what's going on. I just like I'll make the wall look pretty, and that's about <laughs> it. You know? So, uh, walls looking pretty. What? How many projects are you working on right now? 
in terms of like working, working or like in progress? Like uh, currently, currently painting, currently <clears throat> physically working on. Uh, well, old city's being touched up right now. Needs to get done. I just finished Gatlinburg uh, at a Mexican restaurant called Local Burrow. There's a forty foot mural with a Day of the Dead girl with uh, like marigold and roses. She got like hair flowing and yeah, it's, it's sugar skull esque. Yeah, right. but we didn't want to go too cartoony. Actually, I used a model uh, here. Uh, her name's Leah. She's a uh, she does some modeling stuff. She bartends down in Market Square, and I use uh, my friend Jamie as a, a photographer. She actually knew Leah, so we used her as a reference. So that's like the the girl in the restaurant that is painted. That's an actual reference of somebody in Knoxville. Yeah, and I like to do that. Um, I have a few other friends that I'm like. Hey, I think you'd make a cool, you know, canvas or you know, mural or whatever. And I've gone out and shot with them. Um, so I like to use local people if I can, because that just ties them into the community more, right? Instead of going online and find some, you know, some random stock, some photo. random IG, you know, model. That's all, you know, all that social media crap. I'd rather get somebody that is is around the area. I feel like you can get a more accurate representation for your reference too. Well, that too, and then also like it, it just it like I said, it just ties people more people together because if they go, that kind of looks like you, and and then that person's like, yeah, that is me, and it's like, right, how that happened? Hey. It's like, well, yeah, this muralist hit me up, so there's like it becomes this whole connection, and then there's I think that's there's more satisfaction out of that, yeah, than like you know, like I said, find some like. Insta model in some bikini that's like in Europe somewhere, right? Just because she's like a babe, you know, she's pleasing to look at. Doesn't mean you need to paint her on a wall somewhere. True. I'd rather I'd rather get somebody that has a connection to the city and use them as a reference, um, and maybe get their name out there for something. Yeah, it kind of spreads the investment a little bit yeah, too. You, you got know, a piece of it; they've got a piece of it. It's a confidence booster for them. It's, and it's, it's they something can show their friends and family and like. I think that's really cool. That just that in Knoxville is like, I mean, Knoxville's big enough. It's not small, but it's not huge. It's yeah, not it's Nash, definitely not, it's not huge. Nashville. It's not like you know, just so crazy. And uh, it's a big enough town, though, where I mean, you can always meet somebody new, but everyone kind of knows everybody too. At the same time, somehow. Yeah, everything <laughs> is. Yeah, it's to me, it's like uh, two degrees separation. I think two. I think just two. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> you and I just met, and we painted in, what, West Central Nashville? or uh, uh, An hour west. Yeah, West Central Tennessee. Up in Waver- uh, Waverly. Yeah, we can um, talk about that now. The, yeah, the art park. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the Waverly Walls Art Park is this privately owned public park in Waverly, Tennessee, which is like an hour and 15 minutes or so west of Nashville. Shout out to Kansas Klein for making that happen. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I got to stay at that dude's uh, house. He's got a wild setup. <laughs> yeah, did I tell you about that? I, I've I've been to his house. I went to the little sh- the thing last year. Well, here, you t- tell him about the walls, and I'll tell you about my story. All right, great. I stayed there. So there's what, like, there's 70-plus artists, 70 70- – groups of artists so you know some crews some individuals um and i don't know how many square footage of walls but there's like 60 or 70 walls something like that surfaces shared walls all that front and back yeah front and back and then some of them are different shapes like l shapes and have different things you know different you know a good variety of shapes there's a there's a right angle wall for 3d 
Which, uh, what, Steven, Steven the artist? Steven the artist. Yeah, dude, did. he knocked that out. That was yeah, so with nice. The, with the hands touching. His, his style is really unique, I think. That guy was super cool to meet, too. I met a lot, like, the, the main reason why I go to those things is to meet the artists. Like, the content, like, I've done, I'm just like, ah, eh, whatever. I'll make it relevant to whatever. Which, your but piece was pretty slick. The, the birds was Well, nice. it took me long enough, and, uh, I didn't have a plan. <laughs> well it looked good but those birds actually going back to uh you know using local references um that those were uh pictures taken from a guy that's a uh, work for the city of knoxville he's retired the blue jay and a cardinal right yeah uh this guy his name's john gustin and i uh met him in the alleyway when i did a piece <laughs> the hands like a long time ago yeah and he had his camera smoking a cigar Super chill, dude. <laughs> and he just takes photographs, and we ended up becoming like Facebook friends. And he sits out in front of his bird feeder like every evening and takes these badass photos of like these jays or cardinals or woodpeckers or uh, like starlings or there's deer, there's raccoons, and like they're always like fighting over the bird feeder. <laughs> and he posts them online, and I was like, John, these are badass photos, man. I was like, can I use some of your birds? And he's like, go for it. And so, like, that's so there you go. Yeah. A local that's reference. Great. So, um, but yeah, a lot of people killed it, uh, and I finally got to meet a bunch of people from like Atlanta, Texas, and Florida. Um, you know, so uh, I guess I guess the person I know uh, pretty well there's Alexa, and then Patty. You know Patty, right? Yeah, yeah. He he uh, he spoke highly of you when I spoke with him over the he weekend. He did the uh, yeah. He did that badass octopus. We, Dude, uh, that thing was so nice. We we tease each other because like. Just with the way Instagram is and the way people, you know, there's always like generic ways when people would be like, new post up, new put. And like, <laughs> yeah. it's like all these stupid, like, the gift, stickers and gifts and, gifts stuff, and yeah. stickers and stuff like that. He did that one time and I was like, man, that's, that's so annoying. Like, I'm going to see it if I follow your shit. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he did like a, he did like a, he does these really cool ink, ink sketches. He does. He time lapses and cryptic. stuff. Yeah. Like he'll paint like nicer shit, like on public walls, but I love his dark stuff. Yeah. The elephant like, he drew the other day was pretty Yeah. And crazy. I'm always, I'm always like, dude, like translate that like dark. Cause I have old sketchbooks from high school, you know, like teenage angst and shit. Oh dude, I've still Where's got all, mine. Like, demonic. And now I paint like bright, happy I'm shit. Shaking like my head really hard. <laughs> pretty girls and like outdoor fun scenes and like I got a bunch of dark shit on record. I was all skulls and flames. And, yeah. And you know, oh, whatever would piss off a conservative person is what I drew in high school. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that was like a phase. And then you're like, well, that was fun. It's like I can't really sell this, but you know, it feels good to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, Patty. Uh, I it was good to see him. Uh, finally, we crossed paths because we we both missed each other at Paint Memphis. The last year or so, and then, uh, and he's just he's fun to chat with. Man, he yeah he uh, and, uh, Alexa, I I uh, I didn't know she was there, and uh, I had talked to her because she's I think she's in Greenville. Yeah, and uh, and she said she had just started out, and uh, was I was supposed to see her at uh, the previous walls thing, and I couldn't make it because I my grandfather passed back in the fall that's when i missed the last one yeah that's she and i were uh, wall neighbors yeah yeah and uh <laughs> it's like what you're talking about so i heard somebody was painting oil paints <laughs> on a wall outside and i was like that person's an idiot yeah and that wall gets plenty of shade too it, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's probably it's probably still wet but uh um, it, it might still be wet but uh and then she told me she goes yeah i did the mandala i was like i was like oh I was like you dumbass what are you doing 
but uh she did, she did a great job I, it turned out really good yeah she really hit I a just, home run on that I've one i never i've never seen anybody paint oils in, on exterior like that and, yeah you know. i mean like i told you i put that base coat down on accident <laughs> that was on accident uh, but yeah but she uh, totally went balls deep on purpose yeah <laughs> yeah i could i don't know that that's a lot of blending that i my i work slow enough as it is so um but that was fun it was uh really cool so uh i got to meet uh mo well, his name's mike i mean he goes by or or shit i think i'm messing it up but uh, abstract overspray yeah was, yeah he was a cool guy to talk to uh, he, he knocked his piece out too that that looked really cool. yeah i liked his i like his glitch work um and oz oz that's what it is he goes by oz but um uh got to meet meet brit paints a lot um yeah and met uh dreamweaver she did good taylor and then uh everyday research mm-hmm. Efren, i think um, that whole crew they killed that scene dude that big wall um, it's it's such a good canvas for people R- like that rise from chicago was super fucking nice um god it was just it's so cool like I'll, the cool thing about so like today in today's polarizing bullshit you know uh online media whatever you want to call it like with all the separation with politics and religion and gender and race and all that shit you go to one of these things and that shit does not matter not and one that's bit what I, that's what i absolutely love is i mean people i would never like i would see i could see all these people at a bar and i'd probably never go up and say hey Right. Because I'm like, we probably don't have anything in common, and whatever, it's not a big deal. But when we all get there, we all got a can in our hands or a brush, and everyone's just going after it. Like, I want to go up. I was, I walked around multiple times just to like kind of eavesdrop and loiter. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, I want to hear this guy's story or her story. Yeah. And 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 likewise, people will come by too. Where like everyone's just like this complimentary artists oh and you had the boiled peanuts guy right next to you too yeah 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 that guy was super he gave me some he had his own custom stickers too yeah uh i think his name was blake yeah he was a super nice guy um <laughs> dude those peanuts smelled so good how, yeah. how, did oh, you I eat any day. Well, the, we, had the, we had the cajun food truck guy he was hooking me up with drinks and oh man and really nice and uh so like that's that's the whole reason why i go like i've never once gone there to be like i'm gonna flex my shit or whatever yeah like it's 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 like you're meeting people and you just happen to be painting you know it's it's such a laid-back event like everybody's there for the same reason it's to have a good time and to make some art and i really think anytime you get people together for the same reason just to do something together you know removed from general society in some way yeah it's always we were in our we were in our little world and and uh and we're all creatives and like that that you in some bigger cities you got that you got these art collectives where that exists um you know like i know a lot of people in charlotte there's a whole like area dedicated like you know warehouse district of studios oh yeah there's a the the river district i think in denver yeah and they have that like i don't know that whole alleyway miles and miles of just nothing but great great art yeah it's like i think this is the rhino or whatever yeah the rhino um yeah, and like Knoxville, there's some art studios. Like, there's that one off Broadway. 
um, the Broadway Studios mm-hmm. that you rent out and stuff like that. But it's like you know, like an old office bu- bu- building. Like it's, I don't know. I kind of like the ones where it's like these little half garage warehouse cutouts, and yeah. it's just a bunch of people doing all sorts of random shit, and uh, you know, all different types of mediums. So, um, but yeah, I <laughs> when when I got to Waverly, um, I stayed at Kansas's house. Yeah, a lot of people camp in his yard. Uh, yeah, well, they, they kicked everybody out on the campground the the first night. I don't know if you remember that. Like Thursday night? Yeah, because the owner across, or Friday night. across the way was, uh, it, was yeah, it, it was, I don't know, it was too late. I don't know. I don't know what his deal was, but there was an agreement that they could camp, and then he got mad, and then they couldn't camp. Oh, so shame. then everybody camped on Kansas' property. But when I got in there, I got in... Thursday, Thursday, I forget. I mean, it was, it was like the weekend at some point. The weekend at some point. <laughs> but uh, I had got to, I got a spare bedroom. Oh, which I nice. And I was by myself, and uh, I didn't know about his like animal situation. You had no clue for real. I had no fucking clue. Oh my god! So you so, show up and there's bobcats and foxes yeah, I told and this whatever story the hell like else. Times, but I'll, t- I'll tell it to your <laughs> audience. So I get out of like I guess one of his like son's bedrooms or whatever. There's like motocross stuff everywhere. And I have my contacts in and I'm blind as a bat. And I open up the door and there's this like cat-like figure at the base that kind of shoots off, but it's also like kind of blocking me. And I go, oh shit, what is that? I don't know. That's, big, that's a big ass cat. That's a big cat. <laughs> and I, and I, and I, I kind of like fo- focus and I was like, wait a minute. I go like, he's got a stubby tail. Like, you know, yeah. like five or like four or five inches. And I was like, why does he have like a leopard print on his back? <laughs> and I go, I go, and I saw like the, the frills on his, on his mane a little bit. Yeah. It wasn't like full grown. And I was like, that's a fucking bobcat. Like, did he get the house? And I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm walking out, I'm walking out of the bedroom across the, uh, like the entertainment area yeah. to get to the bathroom. And I'm walking really slow thinking it's like, you know. Trying not to get attacked. Like, like, like I'm one of the guys in Jurassic Park where the T-Rex is, <laughs> you know, looking at us. And it's like, don't make any sudden movement. And this this thing is crawling up all over the couch. I'm just wearing shorts. So, like, my legs are exposed. My, like, I've yeah. shirt on. I'm like, if this fucking comes after yeah, you're me, good. I'm you're screwed. Gone. Yeah. And it's like sitting there. Like, it's like, it's like, you know, pawing at the carpet. Like, just scratching its, you know, claws out. Just doing whatever it does. And it like a freight train and so <laughs> instead of like a like a like a cat just kind of you know when they like kind of uh rub up against you and it's like a a know, gentle like a gen- this thing was like <laughs> and, 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 and it was like and what happened so i go okay i'm gonna brush my teeth and i like close the door a little bit and it came in and it jumped up in the sink <laughs> and it looked at me in the face <laughs> it was like it was like it was like this is my house, bitch. You're new. What's up? And I, you gonna I, brush your teeth or what? And I was sitting here. I was like, I was like, don't look at it. I was looking into the mirror and then looking that through, you know, looking through the mirror back into it. Yeah. And it was just pacing across the bathroom, like, you know, just letting me know that like this is my area. And I'm sitting here, and, and I, I, I've never had my feet sweat before out of nervousness. My feet were sweating. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm, I want to like shit my pants, basically. And so I'm done. I'm done brushing my teeth, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this thing. Is this like a pet or like I feel like it was a pet, and 
but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you just woke up. Yeah, I just woke <laughs> up, and I didn't know. And so I go back, and the thing is, uh, he's like, he's pacing in front of me, or I guess it's a she, right? I think it's I, a female. I don't know. I've I've seen and it. He's pacing in front of me, and it keeps blocking my passage, and then it jut, you know, it juts off somewhere. And I don't know what to do, so. I get back in bed and I get under the covers because I'm like, at least if it claws me, I got some cover. I got some cover, <laughs> and it jumps up again, right where my head is on the pillow, and it starts sniffing, and I hear that that crazy purr, and I'm like, just you know, like we're cool, man, we're cool, and she gets behind my tucked knees and she curls up, yeah, and just, starts just lies playing down. with her claws and shit, and I'm like. I'm still freaking out. Like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. And so finally I'm like, okay, maybe it's cool. And it's like a tame pet. And, uh, and it like, I get up and it jumps off and it's, it's going around like the, uh, the chest of drawers and stuff like that. It jumps up into the closet, like where, you know, like the top shelf top, yeah. where your like shoes are and shit, or like you put your storage and it's just pacing up and down. I took some videos of it on my Instagram. Yeah. Page. I think I saw one of those. And, uh, <laughs> And uh, I get a, uh, and I'm freaking out because I still don't know the whole story. And Kansas texts me at like 7.30 and he's like, this is early. He's like, hey, by the way, don't let my cat out. And he goes, and he, that's the first time I knew that he had some sort of cat. It wasn't a fucking cat. It was a bobcat. Right. Like I go, that, I go, that, man, that I go, kind of, kind of freaked out. I go, uh, kind of looks like a bobcat with the ears and the tail. And he goes, oh, that's because it is. And I go, you didn't fucking tell me you had a bobcat as a pet. Yeah. Uh, you know. I feel like that's prerequisite information. No, nobody told me anything. And so <laughs> I'm sitting there pissing my pants over a bobcat claiming its territory when I'm the only one in the house because he had to go set up all the Oh, space. shit. So it's just me and this animal, this wild animal, to, to you know. Alone in the house. Alone. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, I'm thinking like, this is where it ends. This is, this is how it This is it. Balled by a damn bobcat. And it's like a pretty animal. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, but nobody informed me. Dude, you, sh- you somebody should have told your ass. Somebody should have told you. And I show up to the wall park, and he's laughing, and his mom's laughing, and other people were like, you didn't know you had a bobcat? I go, no. Nobody told me. So that freaked the shit out of me. I would love to see his dog and his cat play together. I, did, I never, I haven't got to see dog that. Dog's beautiful. Dude, Buddy is... A, a gorgeous animal. It's not a black lab, is it? It's, I, th- I think like so. A, like it's got like soft, soft fur, like a retriever. It's, maybe. It's a pretty dog. But long dark hair. And then he's got two foxes outside. Yes. He's got two foxes, and then he's also got. He said he had like prairie dogs or some shit. He does have prairie dogs. I don't know. Like I was like, is that is that like code for something, or does he actually have prairie I, I, dogs? Man, I'm not asking questions. The man lets me come paint. I don't care. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He says, hey, yeah, you come it paint. Was, it's very cool for to, to just meet somebody like that that just appreciates artwork. And that's what, it, like we said, it comes back down to is like that kind of community yeah. uh, support. And I met him in uh, Memphis because he went to paint Memphis a year or two ago. And he was, so was he out there scouting people for the art park? Oh. And like, he's like, hey, I'm building this park. And uh, he gave me a flyer. I was like, I don't know what the, what the, hell, what the hell is Waverly. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, he... Uh, he got, finally got me out there, so I think they're doing another one in the uh, summertime. Yeah, the summer and the fall. Yeah, so uh, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm glad it exists. I don't know if you could pull that off in other like bigger cities, but the fact that it's like in the middle of nowhere. It, it, I think it kind of helps because more people are less likely to screw with it. 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking because I've always wanted to start like a like a walls park, but I'm thinking like I feel like people would just ruin the good time we could have here in Knoxville. And I hate to say that, but a lot of people would just go uh, be yeah. destructive. I think, and I, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, and I know some of the people that go out there and do that stuff, but like, there's a certain level of respect you got to give, or at least like give somebody a month before you do something and if you're gonna do something do something better yeah don't put your stupid tag on it or whatever yeah make make something nice a better piece make something nice make something nice and then it's like oh respect i mean they're doing that on the south side yeah severe avenue like all the yeah there's a lot of nice stuff there's a lot of crews that go down there and do some cool stuff yeah for sure yeah there's a there there is a space for it it's just not like designated right well, I really enjoy how his is, <clears throat> it's private property and he can do whatever he wants with it, but he really has just this very narrow focus on having walls and walkable trails. And that's it. And that's it. Yeah. There's no, there's no like warehouse or vendor or some business owner saying, well, I don't like this or whatever. It's just a random wall in the middle of yeah, like what North of Jackson, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think it's like an hour away from Jackson. I mean, Nashville and Memphis. So anybody listening that wants to paint there, like random yeah it's cool nobody's gonna stop you and it's you know it's super open to good art anytime i'm glad i went i'm glad i finally went so um well last year i had a great time i really did and i knew after i got done with that event i'd have to come back yeah and i I definitely look forward to you know applying again in the future so yeah i I greatly enjoyed it um (laughs) i took i took my son so watching him like running around and you know Work his way through the, the gravel. Yeah, he was there. Right. Uh, we, uh, we, he, a lot of families there. Yeah, man, it's, it's, re- I was really surprised how many children showed up and just people walked around in general, which there were more last year, I feel like, just foot traffic wise. But it was, it was artist families. I saw, like, I met, I saw, I met some people's moms and dads. Yeah, for sure. Like from other cities, like far away. Yeah. And then all the local families and then, like, just random people from wherever just knew about it or just maybe knew Kansas. And that was really cool. Yeah, I really enjoy it when the locals walk around because they, they express a, a good sense of gratitude most of the time. Oh, yeah, we're really glad you're here. Really glad you're making something pretty yeah. for us to look at whenever. Like, take a picture. It's going to disappear in yeah. three, four months. <laughs> and Or maybe before then. Who knows? Yeah, well, the thing, like you said, it's so isolated that it's it's hard for, like, you got to make an effort to drive out there and paint over somebody's thing. Yeah, and I, you know, I've, I saw a little bit of just like destructive graffiti when I showed up the first time, but that being said, it was a little of, um, you know, some really drippy acrylic paint marker on top of one wall out of sixty or whatever. Yeah, and, that's you know, just. It, it was so minimal. It it, that it just sounds like some local kid being silly. being being silly or destructive. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's gonna happen. That's one thing you got to understand. This stuff doesn't always last forever. Now, I, I try to, for my work, I, I want to make something that lasts. That's why I do, like, the clear coats and the right. anti-graffiti stuff. But, like, in the essence of street art, it's, it doesn't last forever. Yeah, the understanding is that in some way it's going to be temporary. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to get covered by who knows what. Who knows what, whether it's, uh, you know, new ownership of a building or another artist or graffiti guy or... Or the building gets demoed. I mean, uh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good on the beer here. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate you, by the way. Hey, no problem, <laughs> good man. Podcast. Happy, happy to uh, oblige. Yeah. But uh, man, that, that okay. So I have an interesting question now. How many have you ever had any of your pieces be covered up because the property gained a new owner? 
Yeah. Has that been a thing? Yeah. I've had uh, I've had three pieces defaced that I've fixed uh, before, and then the uh, uh, the trampoline park that adventure. adventure oh yeah, you did that park. big like a uh, superhero rocket flying guy sort of thing. Out yeah. There. Um, I did five murals in there, and they were each two of them were uh, signage. But they were all forty to fifty feet long. Yeah, those were huge. I did two big like logos with neon glow paint. Um, Go you for using those, by the way. Do what? Go you for using those glow paints. Oh really? I dude, I'm all about the neon stuff. So anytime. Well, yeah, they, well, they glow in the dark because they do like the black lights and all yeah. that stuff with with all the other things when they you know, um, which was pretty cool to see. I did like this galaxy scene with a satellite, and then did that like rocketeer guy. And this like Stargate portal thing. Nice. All that got covered up. A couple months ago. Oh God! All that work gone. Because, but you, because, but you got paid. Well, yeah, I got paid. <laughs> I got paid. I mean, it's in the portfolio, but it's gone because you know COVID. Right. Um, that kind of stuff. Where any kind of, I mean, that that type of business was all, you know, close contact. You're yeah. Jumping on trampolines, you know. There's no but real good way to the kids or whatever. And no good that. way to social distance. With yeah, them. yeah. I mean, a lot of those types of businesses suffered, and uh, so it 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 closed, and they changed it into like uh, some sort of like advanced auto parts. It's an auto parts store, and then the other half they turned into like a wholesale furniture store. So I went there a couple months ago because I had to get some stuff at Home Depot across the shopping center there. And I was like, I wonder what the walls look like. And they, uh, they were they they had covered up one of the logo walls. They covered up the portal. They covered up half of the galaxy thing, and they were just starting to spray over the the the, the spaceship guy. Uh, and I was like, shit, um, <laughs> damn. <laughs> but that's the thing, man. Like, you can't control that. That's it's out of your hands. You know, if all these bars and restaurants close that I've painted in due to due to COVID and all these, or any circumstance, like, and they had to cover up the wall. Like, I get it. Yeah. Like, it served its purpose for what it was. At that point, it's business. I'm not going to, unless I get all butthurt about it. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, my A couple of friends and myself <clears throat> painted uh, the Cumberland Glassworks location on 17th Street. Uh, okay. I worked there for quite a while uh, before we closed down in 2014. But yeah. when we moved into the new spot on 17th Street, I had free reign all the walls so i you know brought in yep. a couple of my friends we did this big tie-dye piece sign a big mushroom mural uh the back wall like in the employee area was all space and there's a big like spiral galaxy and spaceships and flying saucers where, where was that at uh on 17th next to uh oscar's italian restaurant it's, it's 17th and what uh or no cumberland my bad it's on cumberland it's ironically a head shop now think of that bridge off of like highland or something on the back side of uh, Fort Sanders, where, yeah, where the intramural fields are, there's a graffiti wall over there. I, like it's like a pirate ship or something. I a think. pirate ship. Yeah, I think I don't know. I think it's been like defaced, but um, yeah, there's there's some talent around here I don't know about. Um, uh, I I recently took a walk down Severe, like by the train tracks, and saw this huge mum raw mural that I didn't know existed. Really? Like it's probably you know ten feet maybe eight by 30 or 40 wide. And it's yeah. just, it's straight up 
looks like you just stuck a, a frame of Mumra from Thundercats on the wall. It, it looks. Oh really? Yeah, dude, it's it's so well executed. I, I didn't know it was there, so I walked around the building. I was like, damn. There was a Mumra. Uh, <laughs> where they where they've rebuilt um, Broadway Bridge and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, where that uh, I think Granny Paint used to be there, and then there's a little deli place. Do you remember that? <clears throat> excuse me that uh, that inked octopus yeah a mural or i don't know what it was it was cool i like that it was a old school piece um I'm trying to think of some other ones but it's cool to see that and then you see like the age on it and how long it lasts and then next thing you know there's like a brand new building there yeah but yeah i don't know i i, I really wish there was a a, a public space for this type of expression in knoxville but i've thought about trying to go to like city officials maybe and designing an art park um but like i don't know it takes a lot of capital and like i feel like it'd be great to do it like i don't know like morningside park yeah like just build a bunch of walls around there um or somewhere around victor ash like on the on the outskirts of yeah the fields and just have like because you could do like one, you could people could get get it on a public wall and like showcase what they got. But you could also do live events. You could do music. You could do it, make it family oriented or just artists. I don't care. Yeah. But like it gives us an outlet. It gives us a space instead of a bunch of people saying, "Man, I really want to get this work out, but nobody wants to pay me because you know they don't want it on their wall." Right. If you get a wall that's just that's just there, just to be done for that purpose. Yeah. You know. That that would be that would be great, but I you know Knoxville has enough parks and a lot of these parks are big enough. They could hold a wall or two. You would think. <laughs> you one would, yeah. But like you gotta realize okay, so as artists we're thinking of all the pros. Right, with we're the, the about logistics all the nice of it. stuff about it. The city planner's gonna be thinking about all these cons and contingencies and everything of like, well what what, what about the trash or the loitering or you know is there going to be, you know, uh, bad things going on or, you know. It, what are they going to paint on this wall? What are they going to, you know, <laughs> are they going to abide by the rules or there's going to be a bunch of dicks and, you know, <laughs> Nazi symbols or whatever. I, I feel like there's always at least one dick, but I would prefer a hundred dicks to one swastika. Like, uh, give me all the penises. <laughs> <laughs> no swastikas, please. You need to quote yourself on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all the penises, no all swastikas. <laughs> I would much rather but, see anatomy. But than yeah, swastikas. it would be cool, like, for anybody that wants practice or is developing or even just wants to try a spray can. I mean, you could even do like, you could do like a class field trip on a public wall. And yeah, like, right, kids. Here's what we're gonna do. Like, I'm, I've done some schools. I haven't done something where it's like kid interactive yet. But like, I, I think it'd be cool to like outline a wall and then have a bunch of kids like kind of paint by numbers. Yeah, and get them accustomed to like with a brush or a can and maybe that might spark an interest all right so here's i've i've kind of thought about this because i had some free time when i got laid off of a job once and i really wanted to like have some positive intent for the community and try to do some stuff with with a group of kids but uh i think it would have to be paint by numbers unless you're right yeah. unless you're using uh, spray cans with you know kids that are strong enough to motivate this the spray cans because my son is five and even with those pistol grips that you get for rust-oleum cans and stuff he really can't 
like squeeze the trigger just yet. Oh yeah, I've seen those. <clears throat> those are tough, man. I, yeah, they're. I like them a lot. They're my, very... ne- I, my nephews. <clears throat> uh, I've given. I've I've let them mess with the cans over at Jerry's when they did like a family day. Yeah. And they got to hold the can in one hand and press it with the other. Yeah. So it's almost like it's like they're holding like a squirt bottle. <laughs> almost. And when they press it, it's like you know I give. I didn't have any kids' gloves, so it's like oversized glove with this like <laughs> like finger flap over it, and it's like hitting the finger flap, so it's dripping everywhere. But like they're having fun, and yeah. So I th- uh, I think brush is the way to go, but yeah. I think that's a great idea. I really do. Well, I, mean, I you know I think about all the times that I was drawing in class, or was in my own head as I got older, and like those I was so focused. I was in my own world. Yeah, and like. Kids are already doing that anyways, and instead of putting a you know tablet in front of them or a you know a Game Boy Switch or whatever, put a put a brush or a can in their hand and like like apply physical paint to yeah put put like, put colors on stuff put colors on stuff man and I feel like that is like so therapeutic and like developmental for like a child's mind like I think it's I think it's necessary you know. Um, just, just for just a good, you know, balance. Do you have any of that in your workflow? What's your workflow like? What do you mean? Uh, do you have any of that in like child's mind, beginner's mind, uh, ethic ethos in your workflow? Like when, what's, okay. So if I were to call you and say, Hey, let's do this, that, and the other. And, uh, where would it go from there? What's, what's your workflow for your general, uh, piece look like? Like the process of it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, the fact that I do it for a living now, it's like, you know, if I get contacted, it's, okay, what do you have in mind? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll pick apart your brain, and, I'm, and I'll say, you know, I need a picture of the location of the wall, I need the dimensions, I need to know the surface, I need the general idea, and then, you know, as a business, I'm like, well, here's the deposit price, and here's what it might cost, and we go through that process, and you know, I'll try and uh, say what I would like to do with their idea, and then you know they might refine it a few times. Um, I do, I do find myself like getting excited on a random idea that sparks, like their idea sparks something else in my head. I yeah. Go, oh, what if we did this? This would be really cool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like they always steer away from it, which is fine. But I'm like, oh, we could go this route. Yeah. Which you know, it, it it probably would. It's probably further from the concept that they're going for, but it would really stand out. Yeah, it entertains you. <clears throat> it entertains me. <laughs> but the problem is, it's not my wall. Right. I don't own the building or the business, so you know, I always tell them, I'm like, I just want you to be happy with the work because you got to look at it every day. I don't. <laughs> once I once I finish, I'm out of here. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll drive by I'll, occasionally. I'll see it. I'll drive by occasionally, or I might eat at the place or whatever. But like, you got to, you know, your employees every day, managers are seeing it. So like, we got to make sure it's good for everyone, and um, you know, always trying to hit that mark. I don't always hit that mark. I mean, there's some stuff where I'm like, shit, I could have done a better job. But you know, if you're not your own worst critic as an artist, yeah, then then you might not be thinking about yeah, it. Hard I, I, I I don't know. I'm not friends with any artist that's like, you know, 
man, I'm hot shit or whatever. <laughs> you know, like, like I, would, I wouldn't be friends with that type of person. Yeah, I, I don't know a single one. Did you see what I did the other day? I killed it. Oh, dude, it was fucking great. Like, that's the guy you don't want to have a beer with. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably tell you his business plan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> seriously. But, um, yeah, in terms of workflow, it's there's so many variables at play that uh, there's no, like, there's no, like, uh, steps one through ten right. to do it. It's like you just adapt to it. Like, whether it's, it's you know, client commission work or collaborating with another artist or just learning a new product or technique, like, I don't really have a workflow. I just, I just, I just adapt to what I'm presented with. Find the means to the end. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, there's no, yeah, I, I couldn't, I have no, like, concrete, structure to it and that's what i kind of like yeah you know it's super handy and then in in layman's terms it's just kind of winging it like winging it professionally that sounds like an an oxymoron but like yeah it's like sharks i have an idea yeah (laughs) i'm gonna wing it professionally yes (laughs) yeah well so when you sit down you know in in uh i guess in your in your in your professional time with the art piece, do you find any sort of uh, zen or flow state or anything in the yes. process of creation for the client? All the time. I lose, like, I put my phone on silent for, like, contacts and stuff. I mean, I'll still get, like, incoming messages and emails. Yeah. But, um, like I said, I put on my tunes. I put on Spotify if it's not fucking up. Which is somewhere you can listen to this podcast, by the way. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, we're on All Spotify. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fix your app, guys. <laughs> no, it it does. It it cuts off, and then you'll be listening to a podcast, and it'll start it over. Uh, the desktop, like the updating, like the loading. It's what like, I didn't know this. Fix your shit. It's no. It's <laughs> like I'm not like trying to be a dick. It's like it, the the app, the way for as popular as it is, and as like good as it is or can be, like the way it loads and like the. Whatever, whatever it sucks but like it works like i'm not gonna like <laughs> i don't want to use like pandora or whatever because it's so random and but um but, but yeah but i'll i will i will get a soundtrack and i will tune out like today i was i was probably getting stared at because i was bobbing my head to some trance music yeah and you, did you have your earbuds in i had my earbuds in. <laughs> so you were just and there's people yelling at me probably and they're like like i always feel a little insecure when I'm painting and if I'm jamming out to music, like when I was at the art, the art park. Yeah, I tried to yell good morning to you yeah. and, 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 like, and your headphones were right. If I'm not, and like if you know, if you say like, "Hey, what's up, man? You're Curtis," and then like I'm just I don't acknowledge you because you can't really see the earbuds and I'm yeah. just painting. It's like well, that guy's a dick. And, well, uh, I said hello, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sir. Next thing, you know, next, thing, <laughs> next thing you know, like you get like hit in the neck or something, but uh. I don't, I don't ever, you know, I don't ever, I just, I turn it up and I just, I zone out. Yeah. And, and, and the, the content on the wall. The yeah. That's, that, I knew you were in the zone because you didn't say and Well, I mean, back. from another artist to another artist with, with a, like a wall jam thing, you're going to be like, oh, they're in the, they're in their. Yeah. I was just like, he's doing him. I'm going to let But if you were just like, uh, you know, you're, you're there with like your kid and you walked by and you're like, oh, this artist is a dick. Like, <laughs> he didn't say hello to my he kid. Didn't, yeah. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't smile or whatever. It's like, oh, like he's working. Like, you know. Um, so there's definitely, like, I will lose track of time. Um, 
get uh, I mean with some of the music I listen to I get so I get like kind of goosebumpy so, like those those songs aren't really short either no the tra- the trance music songs they're nah. all like uh, you know six to eight minutes yeah it's good uh, stuff even some of the ambient stuff uh, you know that lasts a while um, you know I'll throw in a little bit of metal in there um, just to balance it out. Yeah, yeah, like anything that doesn't have too many lyrics and is really more melodic and just it progresses because you're out there for so long painting. Yeah. And it's like everything washes away, like paying bills and rent and upkeeping everything and everything that costs money, insurance, all that bullshit that's necessary. It it doesn't matter for some reason. It all kind of washes away when you got a good song playing get to do what you love and happen to get paid for it finally yeah. you know it took a while but uh there's no better feeling than just not having to worry about all the day-to-day stressors that everyone has i think that's part of the <clears throat> the uh, i don't know there's some the, the shedding of some worry when you're somewhere for a specific purpose because once you get there and you're settled into the groove and you're doing the damn thing all that kind of exterior shit just melts away. Yeah, I'd be a way more grouchy, negative guy if I didn't do this. Um, and I'm already kind of like a pessimistic, <laughs> cynical. Like you know, I, I find a lighter side. Like I, I I I got like one side of me is like you know I feel like I'm gonna be the old guy that's like get off my lawn. You know, shakes the, finger. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> like doesn't 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 celebrate Halloween. You know, the 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 house lights are always off and. You know, don't don't kick kick the soccer ball in old man Glover's yard because you won't get it back or something. Like I feel like I'm the, like that curmudgeon-y asshole sometimes, but like I'm also like I, when I'm around the right people, I'm a complete goofball. Yeah. Or you know, if, if I'm around the people I like, or you know, they appreciate what I do, it's a cool feeling to have. Yeah, it's easier to so, be. Like I like being silly, but I'm also like, man, there's a lot of shitty things in the world. <laughs> but. But yeah, the artwork, the art, the whole process, like we're talking about, that is, that is my kind of my my zen, my my breakaway, and uh, it's, I mean, it's a great. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's along the lines, not to that degree, but like adrenaline junkies, people that any kind of art form or uh, activity that just makes you feel good. I just happen to paint. Yeah, this is this is one of those questions that I I, I really like to poke people with because. I feel like uh, it, it becomes some form of mood, moving meditation at some point. And I'm really curious when and how and what if people find it in their artistic flow. Because everybody has a different workflow. Everybody has a different style. Everybody has a different everything, pretty yeah. much. And it's all relative to the person. But the interesting thing to me is that somehow, somewhere in this process you find that Zen moment or the flow state or, you know, yep. that state of mind where you're just going and everything around you doesn't really matter anymore. Especially if it's a nice day and like you, if you're working like for, for the big walls I work on, you're like, okay, I want to get this done today. Yeah. Like I want to get the face and the shoulder and everything and maybe the shirt blocked in and you get it done. And it's a beautiful day. You got your tunes playing, you brought a snack or whatever. Yep. Um, maybe you ran into some people, gave out your business card. Like, you're just like this. All makes sense. This yeah. Is, this is. I'm glad I'm doing this, and not stuck in a building somewhere. You know, doing something that I wasn't really 
you know, enjoying. Enjoying or didn't even need a free. I went to college and got a, you know, degree and a major and a minor. And I didn't, you know, I was a mass comm major and graphic design minor. And I tried to, I'm a failed wannabe graphic designer. <laughs> I graduated when the housing crisis hit in 07 and 08. And, oh, man. And, and graphic designers were a dime a dozen. And yeah. nobody's hiring creatives. And I guess my portfolio wasn't that great. Or maybe it was okay, but like maybe I didn't sell myself the proper way. But I'm glad I did. I'm glad I failed. Uh, because I ended up jumping in the bar restaurant industry and I just networked like crazy. Which, which always helps. Which I tell you what, man, I, I felt like a complete failure in, in a way I was, but most people work at a bar restaurant like during college to like pay bills and rent. Yeah. I graduated with a degree. And, and then worked, went to and work, work yeah. and then so worked like, in one. Like, what an idiot. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I worked in, in bars and restaurants and, you know, I, I finally got out of bars and restaurants and, and well, that's hospitality. Where, well, I guess I went from one spectrum of hospitality to the other, like bars, restaurants, you know, catering and then like a head shop. That, that's, <laughs> that's where all my clientele started from. It was, it was just word of mouth and, you know, somebody needs some murals and, you know, Oh, Curtis could paint something, I think. Yeah. And people took a chance on me. I started my business off of the restaurant bar industry. So whether it's Jig and Reel or the First Watches or an Aubrey's yeah. or whatever, like, uh, you know, just recently this local borough restaurant, you know, uh, understanding that mentality of the hospitality business yeah. and being connected to it. Like, like, like I said, how Knoxville is, it's, the separation of knowing is is very minute and uh you do one thing and your name gets passed around and so that that actually i have i have that to thank as like much as i was like i don't need to be doing this for that long <laughs> like because it eats, it eats you up and spits you out yeah for um, sure but uh i'm glad i have that that network yeah in the, in the back of my mind that like and, and a lot of people I worked with, like, were my buddy Scott Nothen's running this a successful solar panel business across the region. Nice. Um, my buddy Nathan, he's he's like a, a construction developer guy. He does, he can, like, build houses and, like, uh, all sorts of custom stuff. Uh, I knew people that, like, became lawyers, uh, started their own businesses. Like all this entrepreneurial spirit because because it all started it was because you're there. grinding in the bar and you're meeting so many different people and it's a high stress environment. Like you know, people need to be a lot kinder to service industry <laughs> always because I'm not gonna say they're gonna sabotage anything, but like they really, have a really way more helps. stressful job than your nine to five in an office. And just because you can afford to go eat at like a decent place doesn't mean you got to be a dick to them, right? You know. So I have a lot of respect for like that industry, um, you know the the people that are. And I I, I kind of wondered that like when the whole pandemic hit, I was like, oh shit, what are all these people gonna do? Yeah, like now's now's the time to figure out what you really want to do. Because you got the time to do something about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, some of you want to get into management and all that kind of stuff, which I could never do, but um, I didn't know what to think about that, and I kept seeing like a lot of social media posts where it's like. Support this, support that, you know, buy a t shirt or help this or bartender's fun. I'm like, geez, man, like, yeah, like, you know, what are the options? It's tough. So, 
Yeah, that that section of industry and hospitality was definitely hit really, really hard. Yeah. And you know, I just just out of curiosity, I guess I I joined some of like the Knoxville hospitality industry, like you know, groups and stuff like that on Facebook, just to see what people were the turmoil. Yeah, I, and it was it was eye opening. Like you know, I I didn't work any this week, and it's been twelve weeks since yeah. I've worked, and yeah. blah blah blah, and restrictions, and this company's not following guidelines. These people don't care. Oh, people were tattletailing on each other. Oh, hardcore. And uh, it was like, it, like, again, you had to be careful. Like, I understand that. And, like, it was really weird how this pandemic, like, empowered people. People that had no authority whatsoever got to tell other people, like, how to act or what to do. A lot of A lot of people that, you know, had never been in charge of anything and <laughs> can now tell somebody, Hey, you need to do this or do this is the, pro-, you know, like just a lot of people that just frankly needed to shut the hell up and just go about their day. But, um, it was, it's, yeah, it's been an interesting time, man. I, I've, I've kept busy actually. Cause I paint outside alone. I'm wearing gloves and a mask anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I stayed busy. I mean, uh, thankfully in my, in my line of work, there's, three of us in the shop and we got three people up front and you know, it's, I, I don't yeah. can exposure is uh, appointment only and you yeah. generally don't come back where I'm working. So it's not yeah. a huge deal. Well, if you've for seen me. it now for me working and visiting other places like Gallenberg, when I just came back from, Holy shit. Yeah. That, that place is booming. It's right a now. zoo right now. Yeah. And, uh, Knoxville driving by, I was trying to get something to eat on the way home working from the old city and every patio was chock full tour merchants of beer uh field house yeah um, or the hill i drove by there oh that, that, that place is back, always bumping backdoor tavern union place like all, like everyone's just like because it's this whole you know this anxiety and this uh being sheltered and you know, everyone's just like, I gotta get out. And then now that springtime has hit, oh, it's double. Daylight, you know, the sun <laughs> sets at eight forty-five now, which I love, absolutely love. And the weather's warm, and the restrictions are kind of, le- you know, letting up a little bit. People are like, I'm, go- I'm going to have a patio drink. Fuck this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm going. I, I'm going. I deserve this. I'm getting out of there. <laughs> and like, I don't even know what the COVID numbers are like, but I'm pretty sure they're going down. So like, I think it was like maybe a couple weeks ago. Around the Waverly Wallpark time, when I start, I realize like this is this is the moment that people are going. You know what? I'm not going to be scared of this thing anymore. I'm well, you know, last year when I went to the art park, uh, as just a point of reference in time, like you know, she and I were like, "Are we going to wear a mask outside?" Blah blah blah. You yeah. know, very very curious of I, what I the mood was going to be. Just, uh, yeah, uh, just to be nice and you know appropriate and like I mean, I do feel like you should. I don't know about now. It's kind of up in the air, but like I wore one out of consideration for other people. Yeah, definitely. like it never bothered me. It was never a burden. Right. Like it was never like, you know, oh, it's a. I never debated it. I was like, okay, I'll get myself a sure. a little mask. I actually, I I cut off a t-shirt sleeve. I did the same thing, and I just wore it as like a. It looked like one of the what is what are those called? The, the gator. Thing. Yeah, it looked like one of those, and nobody ever gave me shit like about that's not the proper thing. And they were just like, Oh good. He's got, at he least has, it. he has face covering. He has something, you know, I never really had anybody get my shit about it. And, uh, but the people that are doing that, they're just, those are miserable. 
<laughs> so, you know, we, we roll up to the event. We're like, yeah, it seems like everybody's keeping their reasonable distance and there's no, yeah. like, crowded large groups. And, you know, it seems to be, you know, all right. And we're outside. And so, you know, we didn't stress too much about it. I still have trouble with people, like, shake my hand recently. Man, there's a weird stigma. There's a weird, like, uh, oh, where's my hand sanitizer? Oh, God. But you know what's funny is, like, you didn't hear shit about the flu. Like, people aren't getting, like, all these little. Yeah, the flus and colds and the minor inconveniences. Like, like, because people are actually washing their damn hands and, like, not being. Wearing dis- masks. Yeah, not being disgusting, which I'm, like, I'm kind of glad, like, you know, now there's, like, a, more of a, uh, uh, you know, standard of. of expected hygiene at least yeah <laughs> which is good i mean obviously it's terrible what happened to a lot of people but um it's good to like now like people are like conscious of like there's there's a wash my hands and i shouldn't poke in my face you know all this kind of stuff and so um yeah it's been a weird time man i don't I well that's that's kind of why i specifically asked the question of what's it like right now because there's yeah. a lot going on right now yeah yeah, I I mean, from what I've seen in the public, uh, public eye working out there, most people are uh, most people are cautious. Yeah, generally. But there's cautious. also this kind of carefree with the weather changing, and they're not sheltered. And like you know, the whole thing was like getting like vitamin D and having a healthy immune system, and that requires being active and getting exercise. Yeah. So. Um, I don't blame people for getting out there and doing their thing and, uh, you know, going to a park or walking their dog or going for a run. Like, yeah, like looking at some of the numbers, it's like, well, the mortality rate was fairly low. Yeah. But, you know, you if you had to be be a certain – I mean, there, everyone's body's different, obviously, but there was like a certain like age range or whether you were like overweight or yeah, some or you had pre-existing conditions like it got after like a like a specific type of person and uh to me it only promoted being more healthy um, yeah the the more i guess a, a, a higher quality of standard practices for being human was was common more common knowledge now, I guess. now i'm just saying i'm just you know I'm, I'm saying what i've read and heard and i go well that makes sense now i could be completely wrong and full of shit well, there is no disclaimers that everything on this on this podcast is 100% correct. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah. no disclaimers ever that we ex- know exactly what we're talking about. Okay, yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. I'm, if, just, I'm stating my opinion. So. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but yeah, if somebody wants to comment and send me a hate email, go for it. I probably won't read it. So, um, too busy painting. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's been an interesting learning curve. Um, and I thought doing what i did was gonna die because like i said it's 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 a luxury but actually more people uh called for projects because they didn't spend their budgets for that year yeah so they had it they had other stuff to spend it on or the or the ppp monies and or and, that or whatever I feel else like that went a lot towards like payroll and stuff because which, which it did which that was like forgivable i think through the government but um but you still people had to like, spend it. People were like, oh, we haven't spent our budget from last year, and it carried over, and we need something cool. Like, you down? And it's like, oh, shit, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be happy to do that. Um, so, you know, not everybody was hit because of this. Well, like, in my case, uh, in my profession, 
being a professional sticker sticker is what I like to call it. Uh, <laughs> the uh, you know uh, plumbers and contractors and all the the industry people like that and construction bought, and stuff. Should have bought stock and like Unilever. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. We and, all uh, fucked up and, there. And then like lumber. I was just talking to my buddy. He said and the like, price of lumber, plywood is ridiculous right it's now. It's like four. It's he told me he goes he goes for for a two by four right now. It's like eight foot maybe. Typically they're like two or like three bucks. Yeah. I'd say they're going for like eight or nine dollars. No, thank you. So like times that by however much to build a house. Like the, the that's why all these houses on the market are like crazy. Like I I want to buy uh like a decent house, um, but dude, right now it's not even it's a it, if you don't have cash in Knoxville right now if you don't have several thousand dollars worth of cash above asking price to throw at a house you're not getting a house i've got i've talked to some friends about that that are looking to, to buy other houses and, and and they've 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 saved up a lot of cash up front yeah and they're still getting outbidded yeah dude my boss is trying to sell his house right now like, and it's been you a better cluster. have like 30 percent down or something i don't even yeah. know the numbers but like i've heard some stories where they're like you know i had 20k to throw at this house and, and I, I still got out. And beat. I got beat out. And I'm yeah. Like, Damn. Yeah. Like, that's what's up in Knoxville housing market right now. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The prices have been crazy. Um, it's it's ridiculous, but you know. But you know, we've ended up doing a lot of those companies' fleets, or their you know their bosses' vehicles that they drive around to the job site to quote stuff. You know, yeah. like a lot of uh, you know fleet vehicles, like. Uh, I mean, construction companies, plumbers companies, uh, you know, you name it. Doing Con- the wraps concrete, for them? Co- yeah, doing wraps for them. Yep. And, you know, wraps and signage, and uh, you know, business cards. You know, any, any, you know, basically any print media, whether it goes on a vehicle or not, we've been you know, so covered what, up with. How do you? What do you? You print? Is it like a vinyl thing? Yeah, it's a. How it's do you a, print those out? So there are late, there latex printers, uh, inkjet latex printers, and then there's these things called eco solvent printers, which are. Uh, don't know what the base mix is for that ink but are you uh i'm assuming your images are all like vectorized yeah because i've seen some ones where i can see like the bitmap well so most like, of them are vectorized but you know we still i've seen like people take clip art from the internet mm. and then i see the mm. the pixels it they, happens because they blow it up on the vehicle yeah it and needs, I'm like this, oh this that image, looks like shit this image needs to be 60 inches by 45 inches from a you know a two yeah. megapixel jpeg or whatever just some bullshit like that yeah. uh you know luckily i, I work in an environment where uh, the art made for the vehicles is rather optimized for that application and i don't have to put a lot of terrible quality images on vehicles nice. i'm very do thankful you, uh do you make vehicle magnets we can do magnets yeah because I've been, I might need some from you for my yeah, truck. Yeah, dude, we man. can we can hook you up with. I want to like slap it on and be like, "Hey, here's what I do." In case you're curious, yeah. Like, like and then it, when you want to drive like an asshole on the freeway, you take that stuff off. You take that stuff off. You called me out on it. Damn it. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, no. It's just everybody that. That's why they. Well, no, it's like I went, I went, went like the business name. And I was like, "You have a couple beers over here, <laughs> right?" <laughs> like, oh, there, there's the artist. He's, yeah, he's, he's going to get inspired. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, I want to. I think people like have a magnet and like put it on like the tailgate or the side and be like okay it's almost like a you're you're in you're you're clocking in it's like yeah. the like the open sign if you will or on the air like you're working and it's on the air and it, well it just it just shows that you're 
Yeah, you're doing the thing. Like, hey, I'm kind of professional with a sign on my vehicle, but I don't want to keep it permanent. Yeah, but that that's definitely something I might have to that's hit you in up our wheelhouse. Um, but yeah, I mean, we do all kinds of stuff like that, and I, I've I've been in many forms steadily busy since the you know the Knox County COVID lockdown. Blah blah blah. It's I, and it's really surprised the hell out of me because I wouldn't expect things to go that way because there were the first couple of weeks where like everything was it's dead and nobody knew what was well, going uh, on. Yeah, when that March hit, uh, I took a few weeks off and I. Thing airborne or what the hell dude when knox when knox it was my birthday when knoxville uh, oh, knoxville city announced the lockdown last year so i'm pretty sure we just came home and had pizza or whatever that day and just you know it's like well i get a lockdown for I, was, my birthday. I was more worried about like my mom and my my grandpa passed back in the fall but like it wasn't because of covid he's just he was 96 he's a world war ii vet right bless his soul uh, but you know we couldn't see him in the hospital right which that sucks. Which was shitty. Like, my mom went... So, like, you can only have, like, one visitor, and she was the oldest child. Yeah. Three. And she, uh, to go see my papa at, like, Park West, she wanted to get her other brother and sister to come in, and they're like, no. No. Policy. Like, fuck you. Like... Yeah, this is like, it, and that's like, what it is. This is my father. He's 96. Like... Yeah. But I understand the protocols at place because of the spread of the virus. Like, I get it. But it's also, like, come on. But then it's also like if you do that for that person, then you have to do it for everybody, mm-hmm. and then you might the numbers might get bigger. So like I see both sides, but also like it's tough from like a human soul point of view. Like get out of my way, my siblings are gonna see my father. Yeah, it's he's it's sick. He's had like multiple bypasses and like pneumonia can get him, you know. And uh, my mom ran into a pastor on the hospital floor of that section of the building. And said, "Hey, here's the situation. Um, my other, my brother and sister need to come see their father, and I know this hospital has a policy or whatever. And you know, she kind of pleaded a case to the the pastor, and he talked to like the the desk or whatever. Yeah, and they let they let my man pull them strings. They let yeah. So like yeah. So like I thought that was really cool. And then we ended up moving them out of." home area whatever one of those facilities until like hospice care and he ended up passing in my my mom's bed uh where we had we put a one of those like electronic beds with the feet in the back yeah. thing and they're super comfy yeah we, uh, <laughs> they are we, i built this little ramp uh to uh get him up with the wheelchair to get him into my mom's house and we took out her bed and put in his little electronic bed and uh he uh he held out just for like a day because he, he goes, I got to get out of the hospital. I don't want to be here. Yeah. It's fair. It's, it's very, it, there's something with the heart, the soul or whatever yeah. you call it, the brain. Like you've got to be in a comfortable space. He ended up passing the next day. I got to talk to him and stuff. And, uh, and then he was, he was done, but, um, there's something about spirit or will. Um, and I've seen it before where, where people, want to go a certain way and they'll they'll last so long until the thing happens until until they're content enough to say here's what i want to be when i go i I got to see it you know happen and uh you know not to get all sad and stuff but that was something i dealt with that was just like man like it was so much more complicated to see him 
and to be around him uh, during COVID. Yeah. Like, I couldn't give him a hug. I'd have to – he was over at NHC out in Farragut, which is a pretty good facility. But, like, you know, people ended up getting – like, workers got COVID at some point. Yeah. Where it's like, these fuckers aren't safe either. Like, what's going on here? And you got a bunch of old people. Like, we had to visit him. Like, it was uh, like we were seeing, a like, a prisoner. Yeah. We, we had to talk through the window. Like, give him some window love, you know? It was – Hand on the glass. Yeah, hand on the glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes me think of uh, uh, was it Jim Carrey when he's like, "Oh, Billy," when he <laughs> yeah, uh, puts his <laughs> nipple against the glass. Anyways, that's yeah. that's that's uh, detracting big time. But um, uh, but yeah, we had to like talk to him through the window, and we couldn't be inside. We couldn't touch him and all that stuff. And uh, it's like that. Like, uh, we may not, ex- I hope we don't experience that again. Apparently, it happens every, you know, 100 years, maybe in 3,020 or something. I don't maybe. Know. We'll see. I won't be around for that one. If we're, yeah, if we're still around for I that won't be shit, around for that one. the world's not fucking blown up. But uh, that was just such a weird premise, uh, like a way to live. Oh, yeah, definitely. The- it's, I mean, it's still going on, but not as bad. But it's, I think it's going to take another year. For people to be like, remember that when we had to wear a face mask? And da, da, da. It's still a thing. Yeah. And, and I've noticed, like, I noticed, uh, I saw a thing that Bonnaroo just announced their lineup. Yeah, they fall. announced their lineup. There's other people at Mill and Mind. There's concerts coming out. There, I see a bunch of, like, and comedians are posting shows now. Like, it's going to take a lot of social distractions in the next year for us to, like, forget about this whole. Yeah, for being, sure. Being careful mindset. Um, I mean, how bad do you miss live music right now? I, well, I I wasn't too, like, upset about it. I, like, I don't know. It was like, man, I really want to go see a bunch of bands. And, like, so my, my buddy, my best friend, uh, Mikey, got us tickets for Rage in New York. Ugh. And they sold out within minutes for the first three nights. They, they, yeah. they, they snuck in a fourth night after, like, 30 15, 30 minutes of posting shows. Yeah. just came out with a fourth night. He bought the tickets. Well, they canceled. They just, Ticketmaster just now offered a possible refund, and they're going to reschedule for 2022. Just now? Just now. And 2022? Well, they're rescheduling for 2022, but they just now offered him a refund for a show that's supposed to happen back in December. Dude. That's crazy. Well, that's a racket online. Yeah, um, the, the, yeah, I agree. Live Nation event, all that kind of stuff. I was, I was supposed to, yeah, last last year, I was supposed to go see pigeons playing ping pong at the yeah, middle of mine. Yeah, that's chances. For yeah, I was, stuff, I was, yeah. Gonna, I was actually trying. He was going to paint, and I was trying to muscle my yeah, way in there paint and paint. Yeah, <laughs> and all that. Yeah, stuff. I was yeah. really trying to go paint pigeons because uh, one of my buddies runs a, a sauce entertainment, and I did the after party poster. So I was like, and I really love pigeons. So did I was you like, get chances one of his prints? Yeah, I got one of Chance's prints. It's really great, everybody. Dude, yeah. yeah, it's in my studio right now. It's sitting on my desk. Dude, I like that. I tell him, I go, you need to be doing more of that shit, man. Yeah, don't, it's wild. Don't stop, man. Because I, he he was one of the first guys I met. I used to do the, did you ever do the Midnight Voyage stuff? Uh, we're talking about Chance Losher, by the way. Professor Rainbow, I had him on recently, if we post this in chronological order. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I never did any of the Midnight Voyage shows. And I think he and I just hit on different waves of the Knoxville creative timing 
spectrum, yeah. I guess. Well, he he hit that whole scene a little before I came on to it. So he had his own thing, and well, I have my I, own thing. I was in and out of that scene, and I didn't really get it. But like, I you could go see a free show, and you paint live. Yeah. And you do your shit. Like, you do whatever you want. And he introduced me to a lot of, like, local arts and uh, got me in on that scene. And, like, they, uh, we went to uh, this festival that lasted a couple of years and then died. Um, and they, they set up, you know, their little art tents and stuff like that. Uh, it was a cool scene uh, with some other people. And we just paint live at shows, and it, whether it's, like, Emancipator, Bonobo, or. Yeah. Um, I remember there's like a Daft Punk tribute DJ group that came through uh, Valerium at one point, which sucks because Daft Punk just. I out. know. Uh, I did a Daft Punk piece and gave it to my buddy, just as a gift because he's a huge fan. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was this just this little microcosm of artists doing live shit and hearing some cool, you know, trippy music and yeah. People wearing whatever and, you know, kind of come as you are. Boy and hoops and God knows what else. And I'm like, I am <laughs> not into that scene at all. I am not that guy. But I'm also like, this is kind of cool it exists. Yeah, like, I don't get, I don't get all that stuff. Like, I, I mean, I went to college in Asheville, but definitely not <laughs> I went there to play baseball. So I'm like this like weird art jock hybrid. So yeah, I'm, I, I played baseball in high school, okay, so well, I get it. Go. Yeah, it's so a like, weird, it's a weird. So like mix. you can like, there's like this balance. Like I keep the athletic like uh, prowess or the aggression like in the marketing business aspect, but then the art part, the creativity. Yeah, like, it's can just be super, a little, kinda, yeah. You know the hippy dippy realm. So like, <laughs> but there's a good balance to it. But like, I was never the, you know, I've never had dreads. I've never, you know, like. And I, like I'm, 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 I'm like white bread when it comes to it. <laughs> like I'm boring. Like, oh I man, I, I I love painting live shows at at. I know, love at the every, atmosphere. Oh dude, it's so I much love fun. The feeling you get, and everyone's just like so happy to be there the and shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, whether you're on some stuff or not, I don't really care. But they appreciate the art, right? And if you're an artist, you're like, thanks. It's just like a little, you know, it's nice confidence booster and. Maybe you might sell a painting. I've, I did. I did sell a couple uh, randomly that I didn't expect, and uh, uh, you know they were like, "This is awesome, thank you." And I don't even know where they're at now, but you know, I can take a picture of them and document them. Right. But yeah, those. So yeah, I do miss live music and listening to a lot of the, like the, the electronic stuff. Like I went to Ultra a few times in Miami, and uh, seen some shows in Atlanta, and. Uh, um, I do miss it because it's, you know, I don't know, like when you go to a show that you really want to see, I mean, I think and talk about it for the next month or two. Oh, definitely. Where I'm just like, God, like I got to, you got to catch that lightning in a bottle. Like, yeah, I, w- I want I want that feeling again. It's, I mean, it's its own drug. Yeah. It's own it's, drug. It's definitely is, its own rush. Is, is for that, sure. Is that feeling of being in the moment and having that music just pulsate through you with a sound system mm. and, and, I dance like an idiot anyways. Who doesn't? I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. Who doesn't? Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, the, the only thing I feel bad about, especially when I went to like some metal shows and stuff where I was kind of, I mean, unless you like jump up and down and you're in a mosh pit, like I'm just like six, four, six, five. Yeah. We're big dudes. You're big dudes. <laughs> yeah. We're big dudes. <laughs> and like, whenever I go to a show, like at Mill of Mine, I'm always self-conscious of like, like who's the, behind me. The that four or five see. people behind me. And I, I'm like, I know like they can move if they really want to, 
but I know I'm always going to be obstructing somebody's view. Somebody. So I'm always like enjoying the show, and then I'm like, am I being an asshole? Right Damn, now? the person behind me. For me, you know. <laughs> so like, I've I've actually like anybody like short I've, at, at some festivals and stuff. I'll I'll put them on my shoulders, or I'll try and lift somebody up, or like you know get them to crowd surf. Yeah, the crowd lifting up people to crowd surf is so gratifying. I haven't done it at Mill and Mine. I've, I'm I'm talking about like. Ozfest in Texas and yeah. techno shows in Miami and shit like that, but it's great. Bill and mine, I don't think you're allowed to, but uh, that'll get put to the test at some point, I'm sure. I'd like to see, I'd like to see a metal band come through there and just wreck that whole floor. Oh, dude, I know, I'd and, and it's such that. a good like, I love <laughs> such a good concert. <laughs> It'd space. be funny to see like a like a ring of uh, ring, a ring a ring of death, a ring of death, like inside, and then see a wall of death like you know when they when they mash together yeah is that what that's what that's called right? yeah a wall of death uh a circle pit and a wall of death i've done yeah. both of those i've done both of those and i love them equally yeah. I, i've been to a lot of metal shows i was so i i was uh my first show i was 17 and i was on crutches and i went to ozfest 99 oh my god that sounds terrible that's when like <laughs> yeah but it was like it was, that's when like godsmack got started and it was this was the second stage uh system was playing yeah. Static X, Seven Dust, uh, Rob Zombie, Black Sabbath. Uh, gosh, uh, that that was a banner year for Ozfest. It was nuts, and I was on crutches, and all these like metalhead dudes, you know, and also like you know, I was like what like a junior whatever in high school. So, like, <laughs> so we were the dorks that like would put on the shirt during the concert, yeah. you know. <laughs> we were like, yeah. And I remember these guys were like, I remember these guys were like, dude, you're a trooper with the crutches, man. Yeah, for sure. And so they would offer me like these big thirty two ounce beers. Which you I mean, want a beer? I, I was drinking anyways. So I was like, I don't get a drink after you, like shit. And uh <laughs> I was like, I don't know where you've been. <laughs> but, but it was cool. And then like uh I went to this Freakers Ball show where it was like Cold Chamber and Slipknot and oh Slayer played at that Ozfest. Oh man. And Slayer. so like I, I went to I went to I went through a couple like mosh pits and I crowd I crowd surfed during a Family Values tour. That's great. With it was Limp Biscuit and Filter. Yeah. And Corn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know if you've ever crowd surfed, but as a lank, I have as a lanky ass dude, dude, it's so weird. It's like you feel like a like a creepy crawl, like a centipede because everyone's uh, like touching you, you. You cover so many. people. You cover so many people, and I was this was in Reunion Arena in Dallas, and. Uh, I'm going in, right? And we're like in the middle, like, you know, like basketball court yeah. area. And I started in the middle and I'm getting pushed and like there's this cold draft of air above everyone. Uh, and I always feel bad for like the really short, like little like metal chicks. And Dude, stuff I know. Like that, it's they, so they're bad. They're like suffocating. They're like five, four. And like, all the, <laughs> like us, us tall guys are getting like this, like the nice AC hitting our heads. And yeah. We can breathe. And I remember like it was really cool and I could see like this whole. I was almost got fisheye view of all the crowd, and I'm going like fast, and I'm going. My head's going towards the stage. Yeah, so your feet are and like, I'm like facing and I'm like, right. oh shit, this is not the this right ends way. Well, like I feel like Wiley Cody hitting a cliff, <laughs> and uh, and and everyone usually in front got there early, and they stay there. Yeah, they that's because they're diehard fans, and they hate crowd servers because they're because like, they're always they're like, getting kicked get out of here. Like I'm trying to enjoy my show, and. uh so I remember I was getting off of the crowd surfing thing, and I got flipped. So I got flipped, yeah. inverted. My legs go over my head, 
and this big like Kevin Nash wrestling looking. Dude. <laughs> you know, if you know yeah, that. Yeah, is. dude. This guy catches me in midair while I'm inverted. Dude, always, and, always and, so uh, thankful for the dudes and, working and he this stage. Me, and I'm this, you know, I was skinnier, but like I'm still like Daddy Long Legs. He catches me and he goes, you know, here, and I go, "Thank you so much, man." And I try to give him a hug. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm like, you don't realize you just saved my life. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I walked out to the, you know, all the way to the back and then had to work my way back up again. Yeah. And then we put somebody else up there. But being the taller guy, I was yeah. like, I, I could always leverage people. Yeah. So I would throw them up and I just like wave to him. Like, bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> it was fun. Like, I miss those days. And like, you can't really, you don't see a lot of like surfing mosh pit stuff dude i at, at like at like like you know situated venues so uh i i, I have crowd surfed and mosh and mosh pitted mosh pitted in the civic coliseum really what and show? uh slayer megadeth and anthrax the big funny. oh dude the big three did show see, did you see great. uh well i guess it was uh perfect circle when he came through no i missed that show but i did get to see alice cooper and rob zombie several years ago okay oh yeah i remember yeah. that yeah I, they uh, came through the coliseum uh that was great and then the rest of them have been at the the valerium when it was the valerium yeah That's, i saw a lot of metal shows during that venue's yeah. tenure yeah a lot of them yeah i've seen uh uh 10 years there quite a few times yeah um i like uh met some of those guys they're super nice actually i got some art pieces i want to do for desi and matt um it'd be cool to collaborate with those guys because they've been around forever i uh their first two albums were big to me in college that like when i got in like my dark moods and shit like yeah that, like with the sketchbooks like all that cryptic stuff uh just because his voice was so like melodic and then just the music was so like just kind of down and heavy I really enjoyed just their tunes. Yeah. And I was like, I can relate to this. And it just put me in a mood, like you said, like a trance. And it made me want to work and do like, I mean, yeah, it was like dark shit, but like. But still, the headspace was the same. Head, yeah. It's like, man, like, it would, that's the one thing. I can't sing or play an instrument to save my life. So when there's somebody's doing something like that that I like, that makes me do my craft. Yeah. Like, I appreciate them tenfold because it's a catalyst for what I do. <laughs> So, do you do you find a lot of inspiration from other people doing their, you know, not so visual art art forms, or do you get a lot of inf uh, inspiration from visual artists on top of uh, that? A lot of things. I get um, like, well, visually, yes. There's some things where I'm like, ooh, I like that, and then like you're like, you have your own idea, and you can apply it because we're all. We're, I mean, basically, with the internet today, we're all pulling secondary sources yeah <laughs> yeah our own. like there's like there's not a lot of things that are original anymore yeah and we, we so, got to get used to that real quick yeah and and there's some people that are you know doing their own thing and and, and, and kudos to them and like i have original ideas too but like we're always pulling references that's what the art world is mm. you know um but uh you know i was just talking to a guy today that stopped by the mural and uh you know he was talking about he had a well and we were talking about adding on stuff and welding and stuff like that um i love welding i don't do it but i love people that can work with metal yeah um like preston Faribo that is around here uh he's badass um 
Jake Parsons, who does like Toyota custom stuff. He's like this metal artist that does some really cool shit. Um, uh, people that even do do like hardscape, like landscaping. Uh, James uh, Artman uh, that runs his own business. He does these crazy elaborate designs um, that are you know all like terraforming and stuff. Uh, anybody that's using their hands and creating something. I appreciate. So it could be a printmaker, DJ, uh, somebody who built architecture, you know, custom cutting, trim molding, or, you know, doing, building the facade, uh, all that kind of stuff. I appreciate, and I do get inspired by, and sometimes if the design suits my needs, I'll interpret it in a way to, you know, maybe put into some work. So, um, Basically, anybody that likes to get dirty. Um, <laughs> don't read into that. But um, I just have an appreciation because this day and age, it's so easy to just stay inside and not really, you know, work off a computer and, like, be sedentary. When people are actually doing shit and building things with their hands and creating, I have an appreciation for it. Well, how much – I know how much of my workflow is, is digitally based, like – what would you say yours is like 70 30 physical digital that's that's pretty good because i go through a lot of uh like mock-up like with my mock-up designs i'll offer like three revisions and then also just all the consultation on yeah and uh, you know having to like you know post the finished product I, i say you're right maybe more it could be more like 75 25 or 80 20 um but uh that's necessary this day and age. Just yeah, definitely. Um, but I, I cannot be, like, I could not be a graphic designer. I couldn't be a, a, like, a web illustrator and just sit there as cool as all the tech is. I gotta get out in the sun. I gotta, yeah. I gotta sweat a little There's bit. There's something about being outside. I gotta transform a wall into something that a bunch of people are gonna see and like or not like it. Criticize the shit out of it. I don't care. <laughs> the 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 drunk passerbys in the old city. Ah! Well, you know, I, I, it's, it's funny. Like, um, I you know, I've had people shit on my work. It's fine, but I would rather be the guy creating. I'd rather be criticized than than be the one saying other things about other people. Because you did something at because that I point. I did something. It's so easy to share your opinion on any platform this day and age. I don't really have time to, you know, bitch about those things or say what should be what. And uh, I'd rather have somebody, if somebody wants to talk shit, go for it. Yeah, let What have you done lately? <laughs> like, you know? Call them out. Like, exactly. Like, like everyone that wants to... Um, you know, say how things should be. Well, it's like, well, what are you doing about it? I'm out here doing what I do, what I'm doing, mm. and I love it. And you may not like all of it, and that's okay. But at least I'm doing something. At least I'm going after it. At least I, you know, had the balls to try this out. And I don't know where it's going. Um, so when it comes to any kind of like uh, criticism or negativity or you know whatever, it doesn't matter. Because that person took the time to message you or type something out or post something to bitch about your artwork. 
And meanwhile, that just tells me they have they have nothing going on in their lives. Nothing better to worry about. They have nothing better to worry about <laughs> except be a keyboard warrior and bitch about things when it's like a nice spring day and you can go out and go for a jog or go on a you know picnic or hike a hill or go to House Mountain or right. hang out with your family or friends. Like you're in here online trying to shit on somebody's you know occupation. When you could just be out enjoying you're your day. A, you're, you're a loser. You're just a, you're just a turd. Who cares? <laughs> so, um, so I don't really care about that kind of stuff. Um, so it is, it is kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just I stay busy, and I'm, I'm thankful for it, and I'm glad I get to do what I, I do. So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's always good to stay busy. It's, it's a privilege to be busy. Absolutely is. Yeah, and for I, sure. I never take it for granted, and uh, I always try and hit my mark if I can. I know I don't always do it, and there's other things I can work on to get better. Um, but at least I'm trying, and I'm not, you know, sitting on my hands telling people what they should and shouldn't be doing or how to do it. And um, you know, I'm here to create. We're here to create. Right. Um, put something in the world that makes you happy. And if it makes other people happy, even better. And if you can get paid to do it, even oh yeah, better, way better. I mean, that's the that's kind of the dream of it all, you know. Um, and that's what I've slowly figured out. And I wish I would have started doing this a lot sooner. But we all go through our process. Um, you know, that, that kind of stuff happens. So. So I, <laughs> now, since since we've covered those bases, I, I have to ask if you weren't. A professional creative person would what kind of day job would you want to have well it still fall it would still fall in the line of being creative my my dream job when i was in high school i wanted to work for pixar oh hell yeah i wanted to be an animator and then i realized those guys are live on computers yeah they do now i would have gladly traded probably living on a computer for high six figures <laughs> whatever those guys because i remember when, like uh like one of my favorite movies is Finding Nemo. Yeah. And then like, you know, I was in high school when the Toy Stories first came out. Um, I was like, man, like this is crazy. Uh, how this CGI thing is getting so much better. And like all the special effects. Um, it would have had to be creative. If not, so I went to college to Asheville to play baseball. And I'm a burnout baseball player. I had Tommy John surgery and everything. The whole thing? Oh yeah, they, they they. So you so you pitched. I pitched. I was yeah, but yeah, I did well my freshman year in JUCO in Texas, and then uh, transferred to Nashville, and I my my health was slowly kind of deteriorated. I never really fully recovered. Started enjoying college too much. Graduated, hung them up, and that was it. Um, I would have liked to have been a professional baseball player because that's just I mean that's American boy's dream. Right yeah, there. it's yeah. That's so that's that would be like my non-creative pipe dream, but. Um, uh, man, I would not, uh, you know, if you're asking for like a non-creative type job that I, like in an alternate universe. Yeah. Yeah. Earth two. I couldn't give you, yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't give you, I couldn't give you a legitimate answer because everything I've done leading up to now, even though I, it wasn't where I wanted to be, it was still creative. I was still applying paint or building something or making something look cool in a certain way, whether it was you know, fatiguing a kitchen cabinet. Right. And dinging it up or putting gold leaf on a frame or 
even when I was working in the bar industry, I was doing the chalkboards and I was doing little yeah. mini murals and shit like that. Uh, the sandwich boards and menus yeah, and, and I, all yeah, that and stuff. I'd, I'd make up the menus for like Christmas and Valentine's Day and, and use my graphic design skills with that. And, you know, um, I don't, I couldn't see myself like settling to like sell insurance. Yeah, uh, no, me either, man. Like, really. Uh, some sort of desk job like calls and no if i have friends that are into that stuff and kudos to you but i couldn't fucking do that no me i don't think i could either i could i couldn't yeah i couldn't push a product like that and make a career out of it forever um i don't know how people do that like actually i commend them for it that's i don't know it's scary to think about doing that for like 20 30 years but it's not for me so everything i've ever done is has some level of creativity to it that I couldn't even I couldn't even make up a job for you. <laughs> I would be better off doing this. Like I couldn't think of right because it's just I've just never felt that way. So 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 the unimaginable post is is the job for uh, Curtis Glover on Earth too. Yeah, I I can't give you a legitimate answer. <laughs> I wouldn't be like I'd be a firefighter, a Navy pilot, or no, I would just. Uh, I mean, besides the baseball thing, uh, no, unless I was like one of those people that got like paid to travel. Somehow. Yeah. Like those influencers or whatever. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'd kill myself if I was an influencer. Jeez. It's 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 a weird place to be in society. I think I'm, I, I, I'm in my late 30s. I think I missed the, uh, the, 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 the cutoff line to uh, be one of those types of people. I don't have TikTok or any of that bullshit. So. <laughs> Instagram's enough to post my work on it. And if, if I was not an artist, uh, if I was not anything visual, say I was like a, a CPA or something or whatever, just some corporate job, I wouldn't have any social media. Yeah, I mean, there's, I there's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no point. What, do you, what are you going to share? Like your, your latte? Like, yeah. Here's a picture <laughs> of my appetizer at Applebee's or whatever. Like, my two for 20s. Like, you know. <laughs> It's for the boys or whatever. Like, shit. Like, Margs. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, you know, more power to everybody. And, um, but I, I would not, like, in my personal life, like, I don't post that shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I posted stuff about my dad and, like, my mom's birthday. But there's, but there's not a lot of bleed over, is what you're saying. No, yeah, no. It's like, here's the work. And I like to keep that what it is because I like to keep that identity of like artist. Yeah. You don't need to know that I like went to a city and had dinner there or whatever. Like it's just who gives a shit. If anybody's gonna ask me about it, it's gonna be my friends that I see in real. Right, the ones that want to know. And I'll say that was a cool time. You should go, man. Maybe we should get tickets and go do this thing. It's I don't know. And but you know, everyone's built differently. Different things mean different other things to people. And so, you know, there's different levels of importance that some people want to share. We're, we want to share things by nature. I just don't give a shit about it most <laughs> of the time. I, I'm too busy trying to paint something and hit a deadline and, um, you know, make a decent career out of it. And I just happen to share it. But, yeah, if I, if I was not, if my business was not visual, I, I wouldn't have any of that stuff. I mean, yeah, that's I got family members that don't have any of that stuff, and they're just fine. Yeah, they're you know happily married, and their kids are awesome, and they have a great life. 
and they don't they don't need a shame. And they're not worried about who tweeted what. They're not worried about that. It's such a distraction, man. It really is. Um, I think it alters your perception. To me, it's really toxic. I think because it it puts thoughts in your head that don't need to be there. Um, when you can just go outside and do something fun like and swing on the porch for a little while. And, yeah. yeah. Take your dog to a park or whatever. Who cares about what somebody said about something that you might be, you know, affiliated with? It doesn't matter. It's all fodder. It just <laughs> fodder. It just doesn't. It's it's just silly. So I don't know. I mean, it's we're wasting time even talking about it. To be honest with you. <laughs> but but we're enjoying this, so it counts for something. Well, right? yeah. Well, I feel like we're on the same wavelength, so we're both kind of shitting on it. But like, at the same time, <laughs> it's like kicking a dead horse, you know? Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> speaking of kicking dead horses, I, I fielded some questions from my Instagram followers uh, uh, between right now and when you uh, said yeah. you, were, you were here. What so, were the questions? So I got two, and uh, they're both from pretty decent artist friends of mine, so I was happy I got some response. And uh, Hopefully they don't hate me. No, no, no. It's, they're actually <laughs> re- Well, they're both really good questions, and one of them came from a very elevated state of mind, so I'll ask you that one next. Um, sure. Um uh, my friend Ethan asks, what do you wish you'd known when you started making art for real? Uh, I, I guess if there's any knowledge you wish you'd had that you gained as a professional when you became a professional, you wish you uh, had. Does, does Ethan do the same thing too? No, Ethan's not a professional creative, but he is a very artistic person. I have, I have a business model. I wish, I wish, okay. And this is, this is just something they should do in the entire country is, you should figure out that you should have a course on taxes. Yes. Filing taxes. For sure. And there should be like, take a course on small business. Um, you know, however you want to situate your business. Um, it, man, I, I, I learn something new every week, dude. I go, I, I, I try something. I go, well, that didn't work. That was shitty advice or whatever. And then I figure it out. And it, like I said, it's just trial by fire. Um, have a business plan. So like if, if he's an artist as well, you know, like what do you charge per inch per painting or per square foot per mural? Do you offer incentives to protect it? Um, you know, uh, do you do you do your preferred style or do you adapt to the client? Um, I, one, I, like I said, I wish I would have started sooner. But two is you got to go in with a game plan and an expectation of what you want. Yeah. Because you're going to get thrown a lot of curveballs uh, from a client. Yeah, so if you don't have some expectations, nobody might have yeah, some. Yeah, like I've, I, I, I've, like, put it in my mind recently. Like, I won't do jobs under a certain amount anymore just because it's, it's not like it's a waste of time. It's just it's not going to help me at all. Right. Like, if somebody wants me to do some, like, small-time signage, which I've, like, committed to before – like, it doesn't get me anywhere. It's not creative. So, like, I try to prioritize, like, the degree of projects in terms of creativity and what's going to help me out the best. But that comes with experience, too, with by kind of eating shit up front. <laughs> yeah. You go, you're going to go through a lot of crap. And then you're going to – but then your name's going to get passed around enough where people are going to go, oh, this person stays busy. And every now that when I get emails, I go, I know you're busy, but – Hey, can you do? Would you consider this? And when I say no, they go, I thought so. Understandable. Instead of like, really? Like, <laughs> yeah. 
like, I don't see anything you do, so why would you not take this job for X amount of dollars? You right. Um, going with a business model. It's, you got to kind of have, and this word comes back with like the baseball thing is like, you got to have like this aggressive mindset, uh, defend yourself. You may like, you're, you may not be where you want to be like at this current moment, but to do something every day, like out of habit, like a daily ritual, whether it's like sketch for 30 minutes or research content. I mean, I collect, I got folders upon folders of this data of things I go, that would be cool one day. If I could combine this somehow and make this yeah. idea work, really like what I saw here, like I'm always being inspired. So I'm always taking some sort of notes, saving things. Um, but in terms of like, yeah, I wish I would have known how to. I wish I would know how to write a better proposal for clients where it's it looks way more serious. Yeah. Than just oh, I'm going to hire this art guy to paint some shit. Because <laughs> it's like you know they they like. It's not taken that seriously because it's, it's like the creative hippy dippy right. of it. But if you if you show up with like a organized document of like covering you know A through Z, they're like, oh, this person takes themselves seriously. Right. There's there's more so provenance. Like, I even still need to do this to this day, but make a Google document. And when, when somebody says, hey, I saw you did the thing or whatever, and I'm interested, send them like an automatic form where it's like address content or ideas uh, like uh, quote for deposit and revisions and cost of the mural and time frame scheduling uh, do I need a boom lift or scaffolding yeah. and then people are like oh they're, 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 they're in tune they're, they're really serious about this yeah I mean if, if you can give a person expectations of what assets you need up front then there's, there's a clear and, and even if like you, you haven't done much create that create that type of persona yeah i mean it's not like i mean you can say fake it till you make it but i hate that damn phrase but um what i learned is and i've said this before to a lot of people if you take yourself seriously in turn people will take you seriously so and that's just that's it's when somebody realizes that they they know who they are and, and respect themselves and what they do that person will be like, okay, I'm dealing with somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah. And, you know, whether you're a beginner or you're 10 years into it, like, there's just a level of comfort and respect that's given based off of that. So, you know, the best thing is having that confidence, taking chances, fuck up. Um, I've done some things where I I've, I have canvases in my, my living room that I've painted over 10 times <laughs> because I'm like, this is going to be so cool. Like, I can't wait to do this. I'm going to have this whole series where we're like a first Friday, run this awesome show. And I look at it and go, oh, it's like shit. That's why <laughs> nope. Swipe, yeah. swipe, swipe. That's why like, I have zero tattoos because I know it one day I'm going to see a better version of what I drew. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, like, and I've, I've drawn tattoos for people and they're like, you should be a tattoo artist. I'm like, well, I don't like, I don't like needles. And, uh, <laughs> and I go, nobody's going to hire a tattoo-less tattoo artist. There's like something about a rite of passage. Yeah, but, um, yeah, for but like, sure. But like, <laughs> like, I wouldn't trust a guy with no tattoos to stick to the tattoo. Me, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't know what it's like, punk. But um, uh, <laughs> punk. yeah, basically, uh, I wish I had known how to look, act, and feel more professional when starting this business. 
because there's no there's no course on this. Yeah, there's no like this is how you do it, kids. There's no master class or no. Whatever. There's, there's no college uh, course to you know, and that's the thing with art majors is they're not taught how to sell their work. They're just told to create stuff and have like a senior capstone. Yeah. In whatever medium, and then they go okay. Off into the world. And the next thing you know, they're bartending, serving burgers and shit because nobody wants to hire them. And they were, they, they were, they were taught to apply their uh, their skill to the real world, you know, unless you just luck out and get in galleries early on. Yeah, and somehow. And then you transition it, you know, into that. But, like, taking a business course would not hurt. Um, financing, you know, figuring out your finances and um, – where the money's coming from, how much you make to how much you spend a month. Um, and just kind of learning the system and what you owe or what you will owe. Um, but it, it comes down to attitude. Like, you got to realize, like, how lucky we are to even just be human beings on this earth. Oh, man, the odds of anything else happening were so high. Like, the fact that we're just talking on microphone, <laughs> a language we both learned in, like, the country we're in in this world as human beings, like, we hit the lottery in like the organism world. The the longer that sentence gets that you just said, the smaller the odds get that that thing actually happens. You know, like the more yeah. pieces you add to this so puzzle, like, the more complicated it gets. And that comes down like that makes me realize like I'm glad what I'm doing right now. And it took me a while, and I feel like I wasted so much time. But like, why would you not want to do something you you really enjoy or if you have a talent for? Why not go after it a hundred percent? Like, it makes no sense to settle for anything less. And not everyone's, you know, creative. Not everyone can paint or make music or whatever or work with their hands. Like, we all need different types of folks in the world. But if you have that knack or that ability, you have zero excuse to not get after it. Oh, for sure. There's no excuse. There's zero. Like, you can't sympathize with me. Like, you can't tell me otherwise. Why are you not doing something? If you have something that can be done from your head your heart out of your hand on paper canvas wall whatever yeah for sure why are you not doing that so it, it comes down to how bad do you want it and what do you want out of your life and so you know i'm giving this is all like vague general obvious advice but that's essentially what it comes down to i'm, I'm, I'm sick of seeing all this motivational bullshit in the world that's all common sense you know all this like self-help crap, you either want to do it or you don't. <laughs> and if you don't appreciate the willpower you have as a human being to go and create go and, and do, do and it, achieve, then I, I don't, I don't have sympathy or, or time to even listen to you. Um, and, I've, and I've met those people that have wanted to help or collaborate. And it's like, they show up one day or two and then they go, oh, it's too hot or too cold or I don't want to do this. Or it's like, fuck it. I don't got time for that. Yeah. And it's a waste of your time too, for sure. Yeah. And I'd love to, like, I want to, shit, I want to start an internship at UT and get some hungry art kids to, like, help out and maybe do, like, real-world application. Yeah. And maybe, you know, pay them, too, as well, and get college credit. And they go, ah, shit, I can do this, too, then. Yeah. Well, go do it, man. Don't wait for a chance. Yeah. you got to make things happen. And so there's just, there's, there's nothing more satisfying than kind of working for yourself and, Nobody's going to light a fire under your ass. Yeah, you definitely have to light that fire yourself. Either one or you don't. It's uh, business, relationships, you know, whatever. Either one or you don't. 
and that's what it comes down to. Um, you know, some people are more willing to take chances than others, and I get that. We're all built differently, but I don't. I don't have time to give uh, the you know Tony Robbins motivational. <laughs> Tony Robbins. You, you either want to or you don't. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to try and convince you otherwise. So, uh, do you want that second question? Uh, I'm <laughs> scared, but uh, yeah, go for it, man. Okay. So the second question is: If art was energy, how would you channel it? And is energy technically art, or is ex- it, or is existence itself art? So that's a multi-part question. This person looks pretty high when they ask it. Very high. I know is this person art, personally. Is art energy? If art was energy, how would you channel it? I think you do a good job of that because it ends up on a wall, right? Yeah. Now, I'm thinking more like cartoony style. I'd be like, draw you or Ken and do like a Hadouken on the wall. <laughs> start slapping murals everywhere with energy balls. <laughs> yeah. And man. then just there it is. Uh, yeah, like some Raiden stuff and just like electrocute the wall and... And that's more fantasy. And then there too, it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how do how do I channel the energy? I don't. I mean, it is what it is. It's 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 the feeling I get from the music I listen to, or the influence I hear, or the person I meet. Do you feel like a conduit sometimes? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, I love uh, I love like connecting people, and then visualizing something cool. Like, like for instance, the, the Gatlinburg wall of the Mexican restaurant, that model that I used is on that wall forever in that building. And at some point, those people will connect and she'll go into that restaurant and go, that's me. Yeah. And, you know, there's a tie there all because I got to paint something and I happened to use that, that reference with that photographer. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like a, like a, like a transfer, uh, like you said, conduit. Um, yeah, like, like the energy is the art. Yeah. So I, I'm not. I can't get all like metaphysical or whatever. Um, that's how I. That's how I work. Is that's my life. Is you come to me with an idea or something, or you just come to me. Period. And you go, hey, I'm thinking about this thing, and I go, oh. and then like you know, a little synapse hits, and I go, what if we did this? That's channeling that energy. Your 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 input is becoming my output. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, it, you're exactly right. There's that. It just gets toggled around in my device, and then you know, whap, there it is on the wall. Um, and that's cool. I love the people that like. You hear this all the time, and especially if you're like designing stuff on your apps, you're like. People will say, I don't have an artistic bone in my body or I can't draw a stick figure. I, you know, all these like cliche bullshit things they say to artists. But, but if you can articulate your idea to me. If you, yeah, if you can tell me. And then obviously the reason why the revisions need to happen is because I have a version of it in my head. You have a version of it in your head. And they need to meet they somewhere. Need to meet, yeah. So you go through that process. And then once you find that middle ground, they go, oh. That's, yeah. that's the thing. That's what I was trying to get yeah. at. That's the best feeling in the world. That's what makes me feel good. Oh man, when when clients pick up cars at work, and you know we did a stripe package, or you know yeah. put the advertising on their van, and they're just like, yes, they're like, dude, like nailed it, and yeah, you're like, it's great. Like, it, I mean, I got this gave me goosebumps thinking about it right now. I'm well, like, uh, making somebody happy. Perfect example today, we had a 2019 Chevy Camaro come in for a really custom stripe package that pulled some reference from a couple different classic Camaros and like some 70s psychedelic stuff. 
And the dude come in, he barely drives a thing, super takes care of this car, like garage kept, barely sees the sun. And we put these stripes on there. Probably the first time he's had anybody other than mechanic to change his oil touch this car. Oh, really? So <laughs> so we do it, and he's in the shop, and he picks it up today, and he's walking around the car. Shit! Yeah! Yeah! That's exactly what I was talking about. That's and, so and, cool. And, and, you know, seeing customers strut around the shop and just be like, oh, man, my car looks so damn sweet now, blah, blah, oh, blah. Man. Like, it feels so I, great. I, I love that. That's the best feeling in the world is when you nail that visual. Um, also, one of my favorite things is – uh, and this is a reference to like the alleyway piece with the rose hands. The, yeah. The Koi Fish wallet. That's that's actually when I met you for the first time. I saw you painting that oh, piece yeah? years ago. Yeah. yeah. I did that. That that was a that was a personal one. But people have been in, uh, gotten engaged in front of that and sent me the photographs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that that thing's I really popular. The the, uh, the beehive mural, the Beaumont mural with the girl dancing, and then the, the Jerry's wall with the uh, koi the fish. fish. I have seen um, uh, moms with their daughters or kids, and they're like, "She loves the fish, and she's got a name for all the fish." Or whatever. <laughs> like, like they like these kids are so innocent; they've made their own stories because we've given them this huge visual to look at and enjoy. And, and they filled in the blanks otherwise. And then I get I get word back, or I get contacted, and uh, like that just warms my heart. Like that's so cool. Like mm. the fact that like. I wasn't even there. I don't even know you. And you you stumbled across one of my walls and it affected your day in a positive way. Yeah, exactly. I got a random email one time um, from this lady on like it was like a Facebook message on my Facebook page. And uh, she was shopping at Jerry's, I guess. And uh, she goes, I just want to let you know that I really enjoyed this mural. Um, one, my daughter's uh, special needs or has some sort of condition she didn't elaborate maybe she was embarrassed or something i don't know um sounded like some sort of like mental yeah mental thing or whatever and uh i assume she was probably like adolescence and uh she goes since you since you have done this wall here with all the colors and she loves the fish it calms her down for like five to ten minutes to where I can actually bring her in the store and we can shop for art supplies to get her. And I never figured out the condition, but like it was like it was soothing. I mean regardless, that's still awesome. Look at and like I don't even know if this message was real or not. I mean I'm assuming it was. It was I mean, but I got it and I was like, damn. Like you just don't think about that kind of scenario yeah. in the world. But the fact that your art publicly can can influence that and help somebody uh, mentally, psychologically, um, or create a moment like the engagement in the alley. Yeah, like that's that that comes. I mean, obviously, I want to make a living, you know, and get paid to do what I do. But like, that's worth a lot more than money sometimes. Oh, absolutely, dude! It's those moments where I just created a long-term, lasting memory for somebody in their lives, whether it's just a good day out. Looking at walls or anything as, as big as a, a proposal or just just a, a key moment with, you know, a family or a couple. And they use my wall as the backdrop for their memory to share. Um, and I see my stuff get tagged a lot. I mean, not everybody tagged, but, like, I'll see a, I'll see a piece and I'm like, well, they didn't tag me, but somebody else sent it to me. And I'm like, and I'll see this, like, happy couple or somebody smiling or a lot of out-of-towners, actually. Yeah. 
because it's like a torchy thing to do. Like that is probably the coolest thing. And knowing when I'm long gone, these buildings are still up. I will have that sort of legacy, and maybe that will trigger or influence somebody else that sees that and go, "I think I could do something like that," or even maybe make a better version of it, or take that idea and go off on their own tangent and maybe they can make a career out of it. So like I said earlier, like creating like an army of artists, like I'd love to see that happen and also have that influence of people having a positive connection with public art, which I think in in the end of it all, I mean, that's kind of what it's all about. And that's why business owners want that because it does provide an experience, which brings up foot traffic and volume, yeah, which provides more customers. So, um, Going back to that other guy's question, I wish I could figure out an algorithm that I could sell to clients to say, if I put a mural on your wall, you will get a certain amount percentage of foot traffic and your your sales will go up by a certain amount. Yeah. Because of people that will seek this work out and want to take a take it. You know, that's why a lot of businesses want like selfie walls and shit like that. Yeah, true. Like Nashville and all that kind of stuff. People want those like wings and shit. Yeah. Because because <laughs> yep. because you go check and I'm I'm slated to paint some wings and pigeon forwards. We're like, okay, but whatever. I, it's like my own alteration. I've done it once for a dealership. I'm not proud of it, but it turned out cool and whatever. But the thing is, you do something public work, somebody's gonna go seek it out, right? So when they go to it, they get there. They drove there. They're in that area of business. So they're probably not just gonna be there for that. They're gonna and take they're gonna their run little yoga pose selfie or whatever shit or whatever and it's gonna look nice but then you know they might be hungry they might be thirsty they might need to get gas they uh, might need to shop and get something and so like indirectly and i can't document i can't prove it right there's no good way to quantify this it's it's impossible (laughs) to quantify unless you like track cell phones and had video cameras and stuff like that and then like look at proof of purchase you know Right. When they took the picture of the mural and then what they did afterwards um, and like filled out a survey. There's a lot of data after it's, that. It's, <laughs> it's, too, it's too complicated, but uh, it would be cool to have some sort of formula to show that uh, um, it's good to have public art and spaces that uh, up your retail sales and value of your business and, yeah. and all that. So, and that's, yeah. I mean, I think that's why we, we want to be seen and we want people to appreciate it. Um, and that's what it comes down to. So that that algorithm would be like a, that be a, nice? ma- a magic bullet right there. I think that's like the ones and twos and zeros that are uh, like the matrix trickling down. Yeah, like, it's like the, it's, like the, it's <laughs> yep. the screen before it gets clear. All that clutterness that that it's in there somewhere. It's we just, in there we somewhere. just don't know. So what was the second part of that uh, question? Uh, if or uh, is existence art? Existence itself is it art? Some people it is. Some people it isn't. I mean, there is a finesse to going about one's day, I think. There's an well, I have like zero art form to my day. When I paint, I paint, but um I mean I wouldn't get too you know <laughs> I wouldn't say it's artsy. I mean, there's a way to there's habits and you know, things you form throughout your life that are just part of you. I don't have like a regiment. I don't, I don't get myself, I don't like meditate or get myself in like the mindset to paint. I just go like, um, I don't live, I don't live like an artsy lifestyle. 
I work at it as a job, and I'm happy I get to do it. I'm, I enjoy doing it. Um, I don't know about like living life in an artful way. I, I don't really know. I feel like I'm just like a Joe Schmo that happens to paint. <laughs> that like just kept doing it and got decent at it. Um, it's not. A, it's. It has it has turned into a, kind of a lifestyle for me because, like I said, the, the it's it's not an on off switch. It's a it's the it's the amplitude thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's a great way to look at it too. It's a great analogy. Yeah, because you never really you never really turn. It's on. Never really off. Yeah, you know it's just like kind of in the wings. Um, it's become part of who I am. Absolutely. I mean, you did show up here like in your paint and pants and and paint covered shirts. So, like, true. You you look like this most of the time when you're out and about in public and working, right? So it's this is kind of the yeah. the image you carry. Yeah, and I don't mind it. I you know, there are worse looks for a man I, to be I, covered I, in paint. I, you know, I don't mind eating by myself a lot because I'll work till sunset and then you know I just need to get a bite to eat and go home and then you know do the next day. Um, it has has become a persona, but also like I don't know, kind of look like a homeless guy. Like I look a little weird to talk to. You don't have a bag though. That's the thing. That's you don't. True. You don't have a crusty bag. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to sell you a half open Corona or something. <laughs> like that happened to me yesterday. What? Got a guy. He he, uh, he goes. You want to drink some of these beers with me? And I was like. It's when Chance was there before you showed up. Oh, man. I was like, no, we're good, man. He goes, well, I'm going to go sit over here in the corner next to this little... Uh, oh, that guy sitting next to the stairs over yeah, there? I saw the red, him. Yeah, he's uh, in the red shirt. And uh, there's a bunch of weirdos in red shirts yesterday. And he's like, I got some beers if you're thirsty. And I was like, no, we're good, man. It's okay. Like, But I was like, maybe like the way I look, like he's probably like, yeah, I, I got off the bus too or whatever. You know? <laughs> like, but uh, I, don't, I don't really... Uh, I don't really mind it. I'm used to looking like this when I go out or go even just shopping or, you know, need to get some essentials or whatever. Uh, I don't care about that. I don't have, I don't, I don't have time nor do I give a shit about looking nice when I get to do what I love to do. Like to me, looking, looking professional, dressing the part or whatever. I I mean, you, Either on purpose or not, you've dressed the part this as is, a painter. This is, this is what it is, and I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't care about stain. I don't care what you think. This is peak painter performance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is what this looks like. I guess, but like, uh, <laughs> it like there's there's no point in trying to keep things clean because I'm always getting dirty anyways. So there's no like, I'm glad I don't own a whole full of suits and you know multiple ties and (laughs) all that all that stuff where you got to put on the on the front like when i go i've been to some uh a lot of some of these businesses around town that are like heavy hitters some of these big corporate people i've showed up like this in the paint pants and the raggedy t-shirt because i'm gonna go paint somewhere else yeah and it's like here's how much i don't care about (laughs) the image the image I care about is what's going on your wall. Right. I don't. I don't need to. I don't. I'm not going to tuck in a. Sh- I. I used to. I used to press khakis and tuck in a collared shirt, and 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 iron it, and and look like Jake from State Farm. Uh, to go talk about art things go, for somebody. To, to go cons- consult with somebody with a little clipboard, you know, and I was like, what? I look like a douchebag. Like, 
they're, they're, they're going to see a completely different person when this thing goes down. Yeah. So uh, I scrapped that whole idea. And I was like, well, I might good. as well. I'm going to say good. I might as, <laughs> uh, yeah, I might as well be comfortable and show up in some, like, painted cargo shorts with some keens and, like, a raggedy T-shirt. That's yeah. Something. Like, I get shirts. I get a lot of shirts from business owners that I will wear to advertise their business while I paint. Yeah. Like, for I sure. like Sherwin Williams and Ben Moore shirts and Montana cans shirts and like I wear all that shit because who gives a crap? I'm not, you know, I'm not sitting there with a like Serta Pro shirt or I'm not representing anybody anybody but myself. Right. And I don't want to have a company line of t shirts because it's just me. That'd be a waste of money. Yeah. If you wanna if you wanna get to know me, you know, talk to me and I'll give you a business card. So I kinda like it. It's kinda cool to keep like the mystery and also the, the clothes are tend to be a conversation starter. Oh, no doubt. With people. So that's, that's, that's a marketing tool in itself. And it's much more comfortable than those khaki pants, right? Oh God. <laughs> I look like such a goober and I felt like a goober. I wasn't myself. Right. But I was like, here's how you need to present yourself because these people are in this corporate environment. So you shouldn't, this is what they expect. So I'll like conform a, like a schlub and, you know, um, and now I'm just like, you know what? Busywig, what you see is what you get. <laughs> this, this is it. This is this is what you're gonna see when we consult. This is what you're gonna see when I put the clear coat on the wall. Yeah. And that's that. Let me do my thing, and we'll make we'll all be happy. Like I show up dressed like this, there are no surprises. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, zero, low expectations. <laughs> I am not here to impress you with my wardrobe at all. <laughs> So, man, I'm, I'll ask you one more question, and then I'll play us out. We're at, like, two and a half hours right now. So, this is kind of long for me, but that's great. We've had a good time. I do talk too much. Uh, nah, dude, you're good. Um, moonshot projects, anything big, body of work, like, anything out there on the horizon you'd like to accomplish? Uh, I'd love to work. So, with the way COVID has been, um, I want to travel more. I would love to get involved in like uh, space walls. I think that's Greg Mike over in Atlanta. Uh, my friend Jex that did the Outcast mural. Yeah, I've and, seen that. Um, that's a cool thing. The crush walls. Uh, I forget if it's in Ohio. I know Montreal has something. It's a big fest. I'd love to be involved in those huge uh, wall festivals. Winwood, obviously. Yeah. Art Basel, all that, all that crazy crap. Um, I'd like to do that um <laughs> every time i've driven by it uh especially when i was doing the wall at harper um you know where they redid alcoa that big stone textured wall yeah the one on the right with it the retainer like Mario brothers almost like yes that like pff, what would we say like four football fields at least oh dude that's a lot there's a lot that of surface like, like you'd have to do like an abstract type of thing but like paint that whole damn thing that's a lot. That would be awesome. Uh, that's in my mind. Uh, since, uh, since I've done work for the Boyds and they're trying to open the Smoky Stadium, yeah, I I told them I go want to paint your whole damn stadium. <laughs> and, and, and and if they're still Cubs affiliated, do like Ernie Banks and like Ryan Sandberg on that's, it. That's that's a big project. That's a like, moonshot project. That's a moonshot. Like like think like figure out all like you know they have their colors and stuff like that, but. If they stay like Cubs affiliated, do like Cubs history, like Harry Carey mural. Yeah, for real. Something like that. Um, 
that would be awesome. I do have a moonshot project right now on the south side, possibly. I got to figure that out. We're in the process, but um, mainly just traveling to festivals. Um, I've been to Costa Rica twice, and I'd like to go to Europe tonight. Yeah. Um, like all these like meeting of the styles festivals with all these world renowned graffiti guys. Um, it'd be cool to work with like a Tristan Eaton, uh, like a Shepherd Ferry. Those types of guys, but those are all that's just like random, you know, stuff. But uh, my goal is to paint the largest visible mural in Knoxville on a wall somewhere. Which you have the one in the alleyway with the faces. Yeah, that, that guy I think from Seattle. I, I have very adverse opinions about that particular piece. Uh, just, just it's for, not it's okay, but like it's in a shit location. That's that's my biggest gripe: the uh, location. The public, I don't know, public arts committee is probably gonna hate me, but whatever. I would, so Dude, I, it's I, so big and it's in an alley. What the I fuck? You can't see it. I sometimes it. bid for them. I sometimes don't, and usually they always hire outside. So I'm like, fuck it, who cares? But that's a waste of money in that location. It's a terrible location for a piece that big. Yeah, they should have put it. Uh, gosh, well, just not there. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe on the other side of one of the parking garages. Actually, the uh, where Visit Knoxville put the black and white vinyl prints mm-hmm. across from uh pete's coffee shop yep that would have been and great you got, the, you got those you got those big squares mm-hmm. they look like they're like 20 by 20 or, or 25 by 25 that whole garage he took down those prints and uh and, and that whole thing and just made a big colossal mural that would be great be that's a great spot i want to i want to paint a few parking garages like the State Street garage that faces when you see James White. Yeah. Or the whole crazy like geometry thing on there. Um, every dude, every time I pass by something in Knoxville, I'm like, that needs to paint on it. <laughs> yeah. But then the second, then the second <laughs> yeah. question comes to mind: Who's gonna pay for it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, I have like, there's no like specific pipe dreams. It's just like, go have a new experience. I'd love to travel all the way down through. Southwest and go up to Cali, up in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, and go back through the park system. That'd be great for like I don't know a half a year, a year. Like if you look up the Greetings Tour, people, it's this couple that travel the country and they do. They did uh, was it Cabrera or whatever? Oh yeah, the the, the Knoxville. The yeah, they did the proper one, the good one. Yeah, and it was funny because a lot of people thought that was mine because it's really detailed, and I was like, no. It's like this is badass couple that travels the country in a way. Yeah, they go to they go lots of different cities and do so, that they style do the, work. They right? do the postcard thing everywhere. Yeah, and that's their life. Yeah, and I follow them. They're they're, they're awesome people, and uh, that would be something cool to do. I want to travel more. That's the pipe dream. Yeah, I want to travel. That's more. a good pipe dream. I want to get my work out there. I want to be invited to cities, uh, festivals more. Um, like that's the thing. Like Knoxville's not a huge art city, so nobody like a small blip on the radar. Nobody's nobody's looking at Knoxville for public artwork. Right. But I'm helping do that. Megan Lingerfeld's somebody that's helping do that. I've, I've had her name suggested for me before, too. You need to get so Megan yeah. on the podcast. Megan and I actually went to college together and didn't know it in, <laughs> in Asheville. Um, yeah, I'll have to drop her a line. She's the one that redid Dolly. She did the windows. Um, she just did the Oak Ridge thing. She's doing an OR now, Federal Credit Union mur- mural we both bid on. We're actually... We bid together on this big Johnson City project where it's four overpa- overpass walls. Hey. And we uh, we teamed up together. 
and we submitted a design, and it's, it's out of like three groups. We're one of them. We're waiting to hear back on that. Well, good luck on that. And I appreciate that. Well, it's cool to meet somebody like her because she's getting after it just as much as I am, and she has a particular style that I appreciate. So it would be fun for you to work with somebody that has a pretty dialed-in style. Yeah. Well, like I like how she does her work, and she's as busy as I am. And she actually did like studio art, so like, you know, she she learned like the the, the classical way to do it. I'm just trying to figure it out as I go. But uh, I use spray paint, and she doesn't. So like I told her, I was like, we can do like a spray paint tutorial, and then like I like her composition. So if we combine forces for this uh, uh, RFP for Johnson City, and I hope we get it um, because she's talented as hell, and I'd be happy to work with her, and she would be good on this podcast as well. Um, and there's a few other people I could I could think of. But well, well, drop their names so I don't have to ask you. <laughs> Go uh, ahead and throw them out there. I think uh, the guy that does uh, the concrete work, uh, Justin Polk, he does some really cool sculptures. Preston Faribo, the welders. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about creatives. Um, oh, geez, I'm trying to think of who else is painting out there. There's not a lot of us. Um, to hear one of the ten years guys on here honestly i'm not i'm not naming painters so much because i don't I'm, i kind of stay in my lane well i mean musicians uh whatever if it falls under the creative umbrella i'm up for it uh justin status seriograph or oh yeah 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 i've met i've met him uh he's actually uh his kids play with my nephews in basketball and he does all the concert posters yeah yeah they're, uh, like all that he does his color theory is really cool um somebody worth interviewing um I'm trying to think of like some graffiti guys but they probably want to be incognito so <laughs> uh, yeah funny funny how that goes yeah um well yeah that's kind of like on the tip of my tongue right now that's all i can think of I, 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 i'll probably have more well if you do you can drop me a line yeah yeah absolutely um but yeah so it, it it's it's cool to see other people doing what you're doing as well at a different style and, and rate. And uh, I just want to see more of it, man. I really do. Like there's a lot of like ego involved in, in the creative world, but I'm one of those people where you can put down your sword and hard work supersedes anybody's bullshit, you know, presentation of what they, what they are. If you work hard enough, um, you can, you can, you can get to where you want to get. And I don't have anybody, I don't have anything against anybody that tries to outwork me. If they do, more power to you. Yeah, they're working hard if they outwork you. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> they're working real hard. Way better than I did. Kudos to you. And I might, I might ask you a question. Right. And you could be doing it for less years than I was. You're always learning. And that's a great thing. That's what I love about this. There's not a set standard or codes to follow. You're always adapting. Yeah. That that comes back to the the conduit of energy. It's always transferring something. So, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've found that uh, more often than not, if you're to genuinely ask a question to a fellow artist, you're going to get a genuine answer, which is very comforting. Yeah. Well, we're we're yeah, we're in our own little worlds, and we both kind of get it. You know, it's easy to talk to another creative because we know we're like just so many tangents and stuff, and right, obviously. My ramblings prove that, but um, but yeah. 
Anything else, man? Uh, just uh, tell us your social media outlets, and uh, I'll play us out. Yeah, you can find me uh, Instagram at Curtis Glover Creative. Uh, same thing on Facebook, Curtis Glover Creative. Um, yeah, just the Instagram and the Facebook. Based in Knoxville, uh, will travel for work. Um, you know, I do canvas commissions as well on the side, but mainly big murals, some signage, and uh, I'm not hard to find. So, uh, if you see me around, wave at me. Don't tell me my work sucks. I don't care. <laughs> Better to me. I'm, I'm doing what I love, and I hope those people are too. So, um, but I am very thankful for where I'm at and what I get to do, and help this city out a little bit. And uh, hope more people appreciate it, and hope more people are influenced by it, and uh, chase after what they're they're going for with their dreams. So, yeah. All right, Curtis. Thank you for being on the KAAMP. Thank you for having me over, and thank you for the beers. Ah, you're welcome. Uh, I'm gonna play us out. All right. That was the show. I hope you enjoyed. All the relevant social media and website links will be in the episode description for the featured artist today and if you yourself or know an artist that you would like to be or see on the platform shoot me an email it'll be listed somewhere on here i'll try to make it plainly evident for you but uh thank you very much for listening and i'll see you next time